0: Yeah. Anyways, Hell, Hello, everyone. Sorry about the super late start. I had to go to the doctor today because my back was just killing me from all this unbearable weight of massive talent that I apparently have. I am joined here on Thick Nerd Podcast episode 238 by people who also Ooh! had to go to the doctor, but they're smarter than I am because they decided Ooh! to go earlier in the day. I like my dumbass ass who decided to walk in right when they closed. I have mm. Nicolas Cage with me right here. Wow, I a made K. a Grant mistake.
1: Wow. I can't do a Nicolas Cage impression. I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: have, I have Ryan down That's there. Me. It's me. I'm Ryan. I didn't see the movie. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> yeah,
0: he unfor- that Yeah, is that is unfortunate. But there is still a lot of yelling, so I'll give you the point for that, my friend. Yeah. And I have Sparks for
3: Go longer and witty. <laughs> I'm
2: glad you did it because I wasn't gonna do it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, committing okay, hi, like
2: guys. like Nicolas Cage. Um, yeah. uh, real quick. Exactly. Wish I could have saw the movie, but I saw a play, so I don't feel so bad. Oh, that's yeah, fair fair I, I got you cultured. cultured. I got you supported cultured. live theater. I and and I donated to charity, which I think is also helpful. Hey, also all good.
0: Oh, yeah. arts this weekend.
2: You yeah. did, but yours was more final.
0: It was. It was. And, but at least it brought me to a good
2: fantasy. Did he get quiet he did, for yeah. anyone else? Yeah, I thought oh. it was me. Thought it was nope. me. <laughs> uh, okay. How about now? It's the same. Just yell. <laughs> it's okay.
1: Well, well, Ben figures out what the hell is happening with his microphone, um, we're going to mute your microphone while you do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. We're real quickly. I got a couple of things to talk about before I get into the links. One is, um. We're going to be doing our book club first because Ryan did not get a chance to see uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. We are going to do it much like we do it for the Northman, which was we're going to do our new segment. And we're going to do our book club and then we're going to do the main topic.
2: This is anytime this happens now. We're just calling it. We're, it's getting Northman. This is a Northman episode. It's getting Northman. <laughs> it's Northman episode. <laughs> How about
1: now?
0: Can you guys hear me OK now?
2: Sorry. You're no. kind of getting
1: you're kind of kind of coming in. As you, as the more you talk, we
2: can't not hear you. It's just like, it's like, why are you whispering? I'm gonna bounce out. I'll be right back.
1: Okay, bye. Um, He'll be back. Well, he's still here. <laughs> um.
4: <laughs> anyway, let's talk. There about he goes.
1: Um, okay, so the other thing is. Uh, our anniversary is coming up our sixth anniversary i believe Hot um dog. is coming up we have been doing this for almost six years um and y'all are probably sick of us but we're gonna keep going uh so
2: not mag still likes us
1: that's true um so i uh sparks and i discussed it and so we're going to do this now guys if you got any questions for us they want us to answer on the sixth anniversary episode send them in now you can email them Email them to us. You can message us on our social medias, Feigner Podcast, on all social medias, faknerguys at gmail.com. Send them there. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't do it in the live comments. That's too much. Um so like if you got questions for us, just send them on over. We'll answer them uh on our live yeah. on, I, our, and, on our sixth anniversary.
3: And and to be clear, like these are questions that like if you just want to know, have us talk about anything it can be it can be about stuff related to us or the show but it can also be about like you want to hear our specific take from us about something or whatever
2: like it can be about anything also in the future all of my favorite podcasts have like mailbag sections so just send us emails all the time forever please just just start doing it forever <laughs> yeah that would be wonderful we would love to have a, a full mailbag but
3: like for this if, if anybody's yeah. got anything in particular please we throw us. No, no, no. We're we're asking for you weren't here, Ben. We're asking for email questions for the anniversary episode. Oh,
2: yes. okay. And you sound great.
0: Thank you. It was it was as simple as plugging in, unplugging, in and plugging it back in. Normally, cool.
1: So, uh, yes, um, it was a little inside baseball because Brian, you mentioned that I did actually have a mail ba- a mailbag segment in the in the very first show notes. Oh yeah. And uh no one ever emailed us, so I well, took it out.
2: <laughs> the very first episode we couldn't have any listeners. You no, know, uh,
1: but that was kind of the thing. So yeah, so if you guys want to if you guys want to just keep kind of keep doing it, yeah, we'd love to answer some of your questions. I would love to have a mailbox segment. Hell yeah. Um, okay, links, guys. We got links. Onto your regularly scheduled program. Uh three fake nerds watch episodes came out this week. The first one is Moon Knight. Ooh. Moon Knight episode six. That's out now. That's the, so now the entirety of Moon Knight has been covered by us. Uh, check out what we thought about the, about Moon Knight. Yeah. 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 Um, spoiler alert. It's
0: insert opinion here. I like it. I, I nice. like what
2: you did there. I uh, it a lot. <laughs> no, Sparks. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the mystery.
1: Star Trek Picard episode 10 with myself and cookie from just a little podcast. That also went up. That's the entire series. Don- done. done sergeant Picard is good.
2: Uh, I like- I, Mike Mike couldn't come back for a finale. He's out. He's just out. I, I that just bitch. Out.
1: That bitch left me on red.
2: <gasps> ah, he hates <laughs> it that much. He he couldn't even stand it. <laughs> I
1: said, "Hey man, how's it going?" Red, <laughs> nothing.
2: Listen, Picard got him. Maybe maybe Strange New Worlds will r- rope him back in. I hope there he's is another it. season of Picard coming.
3: Right? Yes. The
1: third season. Yes.
3: Are you talking about it? Yeah. Okay, because you kept, like, the, the Think Nerds Watch episode was shared everywhere as final episode. And I'm like, oh, maybe they don't want to talk about season three.
1: <laughs> hey, man, even if I hated season two, the original, the Next Generation cast is coming back for season three. I got it. I got it.
3: Yeah, at the expense of, I guess, every new cast member, huh? <laughs>
1: we'll talk about That's it. That's what fair. I'm seeing. We're, we're not going to talk about it. No, I didn't not, put not. it in the news. But, because uh, this happened two weeks ago, but yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. All but two of the main cast members of star trek picard not including picard That's uh violent. are 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 not returning for the That's next in- season
2: incredibly rough
1: yeah i don't that all but two kind of have like outs they've like they've written the character like off the show and 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 okay ways yeah. um so it's not it, it wasn't entirely unexpected it's just kind of a bummer because i like those characters I,
3: without any context of like having watched the show like all my stuff is mostly filtered through you
1: yeah
3: um and like that the season has been received more positively it it does feel like with with the timing of the new the next generation cast returning announcement and all that kind of stuff that it's like part way through the release of the season they just went we're just we're just gonna make the next generation next season instead of what whatever we've been doing
1: i think that that's the vibe part of
3: i i don't i don't know that that's really what's up but like that's that's the vibe and then watching all these cast members get eliminated is like wow, that's tough that's just sad
1: yeah not to give away anything about the end of the season but like i said some of them some of them are written off fine <laughs> i just there's some decisions where i'm just like e, that one should come back though you set that one up to come back sure um but I digress. I all, all in all though, I did like this second season. Um, I wish it ended stronger than it began. It just kind of buckled under its own weight, but I think the ending was pretty solid nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm excited for the next season. So nice. Nice. And then the final fake nerds watch episode that dropped one Star Trek show ends and another begins Star Trek. Strange new worlds has started and, uh, it's brilliant. It's wonderful. I love it very, very much. It's, um, it's
3: nice to see Star Trek finally doing the things the Orville was
2: doing correctly. Right? Oh, being a Star Trek show. <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs>
4: Who could I?
2: Who fired?
3: No, I mean like it's good. It's, it's a positive I'm thing. I, I I'm happy about it. It's no, just, oh, no I'm it's not, just I'm also not...
0: true. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that that's a that was a knock on Star Trek. I've been hearing nothing but amazing things about Strange New Worlds, and I'm like, damn, I gotta sit down and find time to watch it because I really want to watch that. I'm do. just like, damn, every other Star Trek show minus Lower Decks hasn't really been giving people the Star Trek they want.
1: Well, I think it, I think if the Orville came out now, it would have a rougher time, but it came out when Discovery was the only show available, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and it definitely benefited from that.
3: Yeah, so it was blown. filling it was filling a hole that was not being filled.
1: Yeah. And now Strange New Worlds is here, filling that hole. And I'm getting spoiled because I got Strange. the Orville coming back. Strange anyway. New Hole. But that's not that's not you what we're here. You and me both, baby, for once, we're in the same place. Woo! We're getting the good Star Trek and the good Orville um yeah so strange new worlds the first episode has dropped i did that again with cookie from just little podcast i really like that first episode spoiler i really like that second episode i'm in love with the show i'm in love with this cast i cannot wait for more um that's all the Fickners watches beautiful there are other links of course such as ben's two episodes of grayson live you did some more super mario bros 3d world mario kart thousand percent
2: double dash strikers
0: one of those games is coming out soon. But yeah, Hell oh, yeah, we played yeah, play some more uh, Super Mario 3D world. We're gonna take a little bit of a break with uh, Mario next week, just heads up. We're still gonna be um putting up episodes next week. But You're breaking up
2: with Mario? Oh no,
0: we're just taking we're just gonna relax for a little bit. We're gonna Oh my oh no <laughs> Mama I'm, go,
2: I'm going back to Peach. <laughs> I'm sorry, Italians, forgive me. <laughs> doing doing your best, Mark Bonono. There. <laughs>
3: All you can do is have a bad Italian accent.
0: <laughs> don't um. worry. There's still more Mario 3D World coming. It's just next year. Um, next year? No, next week. Damn it. <laughs> next week. <laughs> I can't think today. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, next week, I'm just saying one of us, him, is probably going to start some exploring. In a,
2: I don't know. It's a, it's some lads
0: between somewhere.
1: Uh, do you I have really, anything...
2: I could bring my Bobby Drake Iceman character that I'm making that I'm using. Yeah.
1: Do you have anything to say about the episodes that were put up this week though? Uh, the episodes
0: that um, I freaking hate Poison Levels. That
1: was pretty frustrating to watch. Yeah, I bet <laughs> it was. Imagine <laughs> playing it. Um, I can't. I can't. That's wild. Um, Is it well, worse,
2: worse than the poison swamps in in, in and stuff? I don't know. I think I think um. Pr-
0: I think Kayla doesn't, Kayla and the poison in Elden Ring doesn't really frustrate me as much as the poison in Mario. Because at Mm. least in, at least in Elden Ring, you have chances to like subside the poison. In Mario, you hit that poison, you're dead. Oh yeah, you got medicine, yeah, in in Mario, you just. Yeah, no you don't. You gotta be like on point with your platforming on those games.
3: Gotta call Dr. Mario.
0: Oh
1: yeah, that's the crossover. Um... He just
2: throws a pill in your face.
1: Ben, speaking of Mario, I'm so sorry, but last week I did not—I f- completely forgot to put the Lack of Genius episode in the description, so it's here now. Woo-hoo! Lack of Genius episode that you were on is now in the description. Yep. Okay. Did, did you want I, to say anything more about that?
0: I think I said some. I talked about that uh, about that last week, but I'll re—I'll regurgitate. Yeah, I got to sit down with the with Kevin and John from the Lack of Genius podcast, and I quizzed them on some Super Mario Brothers trivia and. I think it, And it went really well. I had a great time and of course they invited me back to do another quiz. So just keep an eye on that our, on my socials and on their socials for when I come back and quiz them on something else. Hint, hint, it's probably going to be about a speedy blue hedgehog. Street
3: Street Fighter. I was trying, <laughs> to, think of, I was trying to think of something slightly closer.
0: <laughs>
1: me too. Yeah.
0: Rayman. Right we man.
1: all, I love that <laughs> the three of us all were just like, what, what's the one degree away from Sonic that we could say? <laughs> Ugandan Knuckles. No, that's still in Sonic. No. no.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, okay. And Ben, just today, you actually published an article on GoNintendo.com. Yes, I did. So today,
0: March 15th, as we were recording this, is new Super Mario. Wow. There's a lot of Mario in my, in my description today. In my I'm oh. sorry.
3: Um, what month is it, Ben? May. Yeah. You said March.
1: Oh you did. Bro, May 15th no. is Mario did... Day.
2: Hey, did you do your taxes?
1: <laughs> uh yes. Um I right,
0: quit. Cool. Bye. You guys have a great show. Uh this is my... <laughs> I'm just gonna leave now.
2: No, come back. No, no.
0: no. Um today, May 15th. You're right, I did say March, son of a bitch. May 15th is the 16th anniversary of New Super Mario Bros which came out for the Nintendo DS way back in 2006.
2: It can it can Mario Kart legally now.
0: Listen, yeah. And I wrote a little retrospective because that game is the highest selling Nintendo DS game of all time, beat out Mario Kart DS, beat out Nintendo Dogs, Brain Age, all of them. I remember the Nintendo Buy it
3: on the eShop now.
0: Uh, you can't buy it on the eShop now. The DS games oh. aren't available on the eShop, legally. Although New Super Mario Bros. 2 is, because that's a 3DS game, but that's not the point. The point is, this game started the new Super Mar- the new Super Mario Bros. games that came out for the Wii, the Wii U, and the 3DS, respectfully. And while the series as a whole isn't really looked up falling upon, because Nintendo didn't do anything new with the new, it's just like, hey, here's a new side-scrolling Super Mario Super Mario game. The first one is still widely regarded as the best one. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, if you do want a hard copy yourself, the game is not hard to find. It's still pretty easy on the wallet. It's about like $11 loose, 20, 2015 um, complete in box. So if you want to replay this game, you have a DS lying around, and you've never gained a shot, I still say it's a great time to play.
2: Let's-a-go.
1: Awesome. Alright. And then on my end of things, I, of course, published a bunch of stuff for Screen Rant. This week, I believe there was a... Um... Oh, just today there was a uh, Halo um, a Halo article that was published where I talked about some quotes uh, that about um, Master Chief and Cortana. Uh, they're one of my favorite relationships in video games. Um, so like getting to talk about that was really cool. There was an Elizabeth Olsen list that turned out very strange. Marty actually messaged me about it. I was like, this is a strange list. I go, it really was a strange list. Um, so if you want to see a odd ranking of Elizabeth Olsen's movies. But Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness did make it on there. So that was cool. Look at That's that. Cool. Good for you, um, Marvel. Right. <laughs> Actually, all the Marvel movies made it on there. Oh, thank,
3: thank God that they finally got some attention, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Good news, though. Ingrid Goes West did make it on that list, and I was very happy about that.
3: Shit, yeah, that's a great movie.
1: Yeah, movies rules. Wait, right. um, Ingrid or Ingrid? Ingrid. I heard you
0: say angry goes west. Ingr- I- Ingrid goes is west is a
3: is a excellent excellent. uh cop dramedy uh, Dramedy. about aubrey plaza uh playing a character who's obsessed and stalking uh, elizabeth olsen's character why
2: are you so obsessed with
1: me it's a really great movie i really liked it Uh, sparks and i saw it on one of his many trips down before he lived here
4: nice
1: um and there's a another halo one because the halo show frustrated me very much um i put a halo another halo one up there and i oh a doctor strange there's a doctor strange cameo list where like reddit was like i wanted these cameos so i wrote a list about that you know how it goes um so those are those are that those but since you since you brought the doctor strange cameos um yes what was the list um 10 cameos doctor credit uh, fans wanted in doctor strange too got you was um aaron taylor johnson's pietro on that list he didn't make the cut but he was he was mentioned
3: Someone someone shared that around. There's no other good place to talk about this, but I did want to talk about this with you guys because oh, sure. I've been talking about it with Michael because I saw it get shared around on Twitter where someone was like, these are the cameos and like it was a very short list uh, and they were reasonable. Like One was White Vision, one was The Watcher. Um, but like in there was Johnson's Pietro. Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. said, not only did I want him in this movie, I wanted him to be a superhero in the world of the Illuminati and uh, have him like have to be that direct confrontation to Wanda it would have been a way to help illustrate that this is more than just Wanda doing something.
4: Oh, sure. imply
3: that that corruption was further there and like deepen that emotional mm. man. I, because I was, she, I was mad when I realized that. I'm trying not to be too spoilery for anybody that hasn't seen it.
1: Yeah, because she she in the movie doesn't really mention Vision or Pietra. And I was what? like,
3: that would have been that would have been such a good way to illustrate like quickly her feeling way more than just like a bad day.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mag does have a question here in the in the chat. Was Tom Cruise on it? Yes. Yes, he did make As The fans cut wanted on that, that
3: list. bad. Hell, I wanted that. That would have been fun. That
1: would have been, been really fun. fun. I didn't need yeah. it.
3: I would I, I would have enjoyed it. Well,
0: I would yeah, not, I not have hated, hated it. I didn't hear about the Tom Cruise stuff until you guys start talking about it. And I just stole that from my beam record because I a space. It's
2: still <laughs> it's still so funny that like that first Doctor Strange trailer that had like Maria Rambo or whoever it's supposed to be, like, that's Tom Cruise. And I'm like <laughs> We were the literally opposite of Tom Cruise. Yeah, right. It's really good.
1: Um, and uh, speaking of the, the Infinity Saga, or sorry, it's not the Infinity Saga. Whatever. Speaking of Marvel, um, the my thirty-ninth my entry in the revisiting of the Infinity Saga, I've done my my four-page-long interlude with the Defenders, which I kind of want to go back and write another paragraph on. I got to restrain myself. Um, is done and i'm now kind and now i'm kind of back into the into the countdown so I, I did uh thor's basically thor's arc in avengers endgame uh through the lens of the of the moment where he cuts off Thanos' head in the beginning um, he went full the head uh i'm pretty happy with how that one turned out because i sure. i i really like thor's arc in avengers endgame um i i like how it's portrayed um and so i just kind of want to get that it's due I, I hope i did
0: i no, you, you definitely did and actually i have to thank you because you gave me even more this is gonna sound bad and i apologize but you gave me more ammo because one time i got into a bit of a, a debate a friendly debate with a good friend of mine uh because he thought thor was ruined in endgame and i'm trying to tell him it's like no dude he feels the weight of all that was lost so now i have even more ammo. If we ever get in that conversation again, he's like, "Yeah, Thor still sucks in. egg." I'm like, "No, he doesn't. He's one of the best characters there." He did feel the weight a lot, of and that.
1: that's and that's why I do this for Ben's ammo <laughs> article. Um, <laughs> like a shirt, uh, like a shirt gun, but it's rolled yeah, up yeah. articles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh, but no, it was a really good piece, dude. I appreciate you saying that. Um, and that's all the links below. So who wants to go first of their week?
3: Uh just real quick, uh uh also we now have our fake nerd awards special taken out of the episode and it's its own thing. Oh. You can watch on YouTube. So um the link's not down there, but like if you want to check out if you haven't watched our fake nerd awards, I highly recommend it. It was a great show.
1: And I, I think I also saw just briefly you also put up Sonic the Sonic review.
3: Yep, the Sonic Two review. Most of our most of our most recent episodes, the reviews are getting separated out individually slowly. Nice.
2: Um, Love it. Sorry,
3: but the fake nerds that. awards i you know i want to direct people to it because if they they haven't caught it yet here's a good chance to just catch the show
1: yeah um okay who wants to go first of the week i will Do it's it. me i'm gonna talk about some stuff mario
3: guys i saw the northman yesterday oh you did yeah i did michael and i had opportunities so like uh we went we went and saw the northman together i really really liked it i thought it was very good
4: yeah, Something that him. helped
3: is that Michael brought up to me very early in the film that he's like, mm, they're doing a lot of like symmetrical stuff with the camera. And that like, he's almost always center frame. And mm-hmm. anytime he is center frame, it is because he is veering off of Odin's path
2: or mm. he's being tempted
3: to veer off of Odin's path. But when he's doing the thing that Odin wants him to do, he is always center frame because he is following the path of the gods. And I was like, son of a bitch, this is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i really like the northman Hell yeah. Um, yeah. i had a great time i'm sorry i couldn't be part of that conversation now um but i'm glad you guys got to have it i'm glad now i'll get a chance to listen to it
2: we all hated it we thought it was poopy come Man, on that would camera angles i
3: i vibed with that movie hardcore mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it i thought that the there's just some wildly cool stuff in it um let's see um slowly catching up on craig of the creek just kind of doing that when i have like small moments it's a craig of the creek episode i'm still watching the bad batch um Mm. did anybody watch past episode one nope i didn't even watch episode one okay so like definitely my impression from episode one was like oh yeah this can be a pretty good like jumping on point like megan could watch this and probably keep up just fine and be invested and have a good time. And I'm feeling a little less confident of that now that I've gone to episode two, which is not a bad thing, but like, uh, cut. If anybody remembers that clone's name is in the second episode, like immediately cut is the deserter who got a family. Oh, you're in right. Clone Wars. And so I'm like, Oh, like you should know this guy. <laughs> like <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you should watch clone Wars before you watch the bad patch for sure. Um, there's a lot of that going on. Uh, good show really enjoying it um i was happy to see cut again i thought they used him really well um i watched strange new worlds oh you did yeah i'm keeping up i'm keeping up i'm watching star Trek. it's a really good episode they do some really
1: i really love the um uh the uh, ohura in it just specifically i think she's really great
3: yeah, they they do some sexy stuff with music. I really like it.
1: I that ship, man. Sexy I stuff was... with music. Yeah, you heard yeah. me. That ship, I oh, that refit of the Constitution is so oh, I just like when they're doing the evasive maneuvers and Ortega's is flying the ship. I was like, oh, oh baby, you're gonna get an eagle Moss again. There,
3: aren't you? Again, I'm like, oh, it's nice that Star Trek's finally willing to challenge the Orville for its spot.
1: Right um i think that like we'll talk about it we we'll are talk about the Orville, but i'm so ex- i love it i'm so excited with star trek change new worlds
3: yeah i'm very happy with it um it's a thoroughly enjoyable experience um i'm watching close enough but i'm not watching the new season i've started from the beginning because i'm showing it to michael so michael started watching close enough and i'm watching some of the earlier episodes and close enough is great i have started my summer of anime friends which means in this last week i have watched all of made in abyss Wow. And the follow up film, Made in Abyss Dawn of the Deep Soul. Guys, Made in Abyss is real cool. Okay. Uh, tell me all more. the background art is incredible. It looks like it's out of a Ghibli thing. That's because it's designed by one of the people from Ghibli. Um, it looks awesome. It has cool world building. The characters are great. Uh, the music is incredible. Y'all remember Full Metal Alchemist when Tucker made a chimera?
1: No. No.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I mean like uh, he takes his daughter and he takes a dog.
1: And okay. he, yeah. You you mean the mo- one of the most That's what uh, the dog is. so I see TikToks of this dog sometimes. I'm like, "Oh, I wonder what the what the deal is with that dog?" Uh
3: yeah, so an Alchemist the uh, in full info Alchemist spoilers for this very old series. Um in full Alchemist there's an alchemist who like he needs to turn in something for the military to give him funding and so he's like, "Um, okay, I really got to make something real quick." So he makes a chimera, chimera out of his daughter and their dog. It's oh, nice. No. Sinister. It's really traumatizing and horrifying. Well, moments like that happen at pretty regular moments. <laughs> in made in Abyss. So, if you want a uh, pretty sadistic but really well made show, um, Made in the Abyss is for you. Sounds there's like a really, it's made really for great me. character stuff, but it's also like, ooh, ooh, boy, ooh, that hurts so good. Ooh, boy. <laughs> um, there's just a lot of that. Love it. Because I finished that, we also started a new anime that we're now almost done with, which is called No Game No Life. Uh, no Game No Life is pretty oh, cool. I,
0: I, I've seen that before. I watched that anime.
3: Yeah. Yes. It's uh... a. <laughs> I, it? I know that one. I know that one. Just, just,
1: I get that reference.
3: Um, I I'm enjoying No Game No Life. It is one of the horniest anime I've ever seen that's oh, for anime boy. that's saying something you're I mean, you're not wrong uh this oh, is like boy. this is like as close as you can get to hentai without being hentai
1: oh so way worse than evangelion
3: oh uh,
1: bro um,
2: evangelion is tame
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> a, a, I,
3: don't, I
1: don't know if you ever
0: watch food wars that that's pushing the lump that's uh that's probably gonna give uh, no game no life a little bit ben, of rubber, more ben, than how important it
3: is then Ben there's what? literally a sequence where they just like they do two minutes of a hentai they just don't show you anything oh I know <laughs> like, what's this what's, that, what's this show called hot dog fingers no what's game no called? life
1: no game no life oh. just I'm just writing it down for an unrelated reason
3: for a reason I mean like it's cool so they they get pulled into a game world where like everything functions by the rules of playing games um you can't like actually commit physical violence all altercations are resolved by playing games and these are just like these people who've been pulled out of earth are the two greatest players ever and so they just like totally bam bulldoze over everybody else because they just know how to play games instinctually in a way that like other people don't and they constantly underestimate them because they're humans um just cool. It's fun. It's colorful. It's horny as shit. Um, yeah, watching anime, having a good time. Well, that's it. me. Oh, I was
0: gonna ask Sparks where in the anime he is, but at the same time, that's
3: probably a spoiler of where he is. Um, did- they did- just they just went to the uh, war beasts and showed that they know everything about how their game works. Basically, showed that they know they have video games. And gotcha. we're like, so you're gonna have to come challenge us, and then that's that's gonna be the next episode.
0: Gotcha. Oh, oh you're you're waiting. You're you're
3: deep. It's in only it. a 12 episode anime. Like it's not hard to. No, uh, nothing. The thing get, is, this, like, we don't know if,
0: we don't know if we're ever gonna get a season two because the way we're it probably ends, not. Yeah.
3: Especially the way it ends is like bullshit. We're season two. Michael. Michael told me. Okay. He prepared me for it in advance. He's like, uh, so you're not gonna get a conclusion. And I'm hey, like, that, oh, okay.
1: That Gurren show. That's getting a season two.
3: Gurren log on. Will yeah. Gurren log on have a season two? I don't think so. Probably think not. So okay, and why don't you go next? Okay, let's
0: totally uh, ignore... Let's go Let's go only to the fun stuff and not talk about my uh, god-awful week where I totally called out one of my supervisors for being a dick, and then he completely uh, validated my point by being even more of
2: a dick. Cool. Sounds like you want to talk about it, Ben.
0: No, no. Okay I want to talk about... Um, uh a new world which was is a small final fantasy concert which is a small concert that's uh like the tagline is a new world intimate music from final fantasy now you guys may know of distant worlds which is like the big symphony orchestra for final fantasy that they play i'm actually going in september i just bought tickets this weekend or that they're gonna play it at the microsoft theater in downtown los angeles so this one i was supposed to go back in january covid happened they, had, they decided to postpone it until May. It was gorgeous. It was a much smaller orchestra. It was a much smaller... Um, the arrangements were beautiful, but even with like not as many instruments as you would think, it still sounds absolutely beautiful just straight from the games. And the crowd was into it. It was calming. Um, of course, they played One Wing Angel because you have to. I was going it, to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shut up, you saw my turn. <laughs> yeah, when they played One-Winged Angel, the crowd was, they were, they were into it. It was such a great night, and it actually made me really excited to A, go see the show again, because it's, the only bummer is that they, you don't have a big screen watching the footage from the game, so you kind of have to really guess to see which where the music came from. But thankfully, the conductor, he took breaks every once in a while and said, oh, we played this song from this from Final Fantasy, whatever. We've also played this one from Final Fantasy Enter the name here. So, so you knew what the songs were. You weren't constantly like, "What was that one song?" Because there are times where songs were played, and I'm sitting there going, "That's not the bombing mission, but it sounds like the bombing mission." And it's not, it's not. Am, am I tripping? Is that
2: the bomb mission? Hey, this one's from Ford. Nope, wasn't the bombing mission. Mm. I when you said the people in crazy for one wing angel, for some reason in my mind, I just imagine like the whole everyone in the crowd is chilling, and then. Except for Roth starts playing and everyone's just like, yeah, and they start ripping their shirts out. <laughs> they start foaming at the mouth. It becomes an orgy, an orgy. the violinists are like, ah What's the what's the
1: thing?
2: What's the what's the thing where
1: it's just like someone goes completely crazy and it just like passes out and foams at the mouth. Oh my
2: god, that's from oh, That's the guy uh, from Avatar. Avatar, from yeah, yeah. Avatar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, it's like, yeah.
2: that's just what I imagine. It's like, Saka <laughs> That's
0: a good pool. So they were talking about it's like, yeah, we're reaching the end of the show. They played I forgot what was the pe- one of the penultimate songs, but then they're like, okay, so for our last big number, we're gonna do something completely different for it's gonna be completely outside Final Fantasy. Just kidding, it's one winged angel. Mm.
2: Did they do anything from X two? Uh uh X ten, X X X ten two, what they the, did U, play, Una, the
0: they the played Zan- nothing from X two, they only did the main lines. That's they fine. Only, they uh yeah they played Xanarkind, which I I'm like. Afraid. Hey, I like. Zanarkin. I like Final Fantasy X a lot. No, Zanarkin almost made me cry. That was it. Was absolutely, absolutely beautiful. But then after they were done with One-Winged Angel, they played the Chocobo theme, and the pianist. It was hilarious because the pianist, when they're doing like a little, a little uh, interlude for the Chocobo theme, the pianist takes up a squeaky toy and squeaks it to imitate the the Chocobo sounds. I love it. That. That's awesome. <laughs> it was. It was a fun time. If you ever, if it's in your area, I would highly recommend going. It, it's it's not the big bombastic concert people might want to go, but it's still a very, very fun night, beautifully intimate. performed, and yeah, it, it's an intimate uh, night with music from Final Fantasy.
1: Uh, ben, can you pull up Mag's latest comment, please? Yeah, he says, curious for the Dragon Ball Z concert. I've seen ads for that. What? I was I was considering going uh but are you sure about that (laughs) um but i don't know i don't think i can because it's money
2: oh Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely not
1: um i would i would have really liked to go but i don't know whose music it is is it the original japanese or bruce
3: it's not faulkner faulkner it's gonna be it's gonna be the it's gonna be the original japanese you mean i'm
1: not gonna get the rap sparks no darn
3: chala Uh, although i do like
1: chala hechala is it rules
3: there's there's a lot of great original Dragon Ball Z music and there's some that I think is just a little too aged and and frankly not for me because I grew up on Faulkner. Um yeah. but yeah, like that that's one of the reasons why I was like, I'd probably have a good time, but like it's not worth $150 to me. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My, tickets,
0: my tickets for Distant World in September were about 94 pop.
1: Much pop. Michael invited me to go to Dragon Force back in April or whatever it was. And I was going to do it, but then I lost my job at AMC after a week of having it. Um, And I decided to go freelance for writing. And I realized, oh, I make much less money now.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It'd be like that.
0: Actually, Brandon, I was going to ask you, because Sabaton's playing the day before my Final fantasy concert. (laughs) And you want to try and go? Let me ask my
1: sugar mama. Okay.
0: (laughs) It's It's a good life. I mean, I miss *Beast in Black, but I really want to try and go see Sabaton. I, I would out.
1: love to see Sabaton in concert. Are you kidding me? I know. Oh, I know. We should yeah, do I'll that. drive. Well, of course you are. I don't have gas. <laughs> yeah. Because well. I perpetually don't have gas anymore. My God. Yeah. So besides, right. besides the
0: concert, we also made a day out of it. And I got to visit my buddy who owns his own brewery in San Diego. And it's not because you guys met um, him. It's my buddy, uh, JP, mm-hmm. the guy who brews his own beer or used to brew his own beer in his house. Now he has an actual storefront that he's sharing with another brewery, and it was just, it was just great to see him awesome. drink some delicious, delicious nectar of the gods beer, and it was a good it was a good day.
3: Very hectic because
0: oh, yeah. we were running all around all over the place, but it was still a very fun day. The concert was amazing. The only sour note was that the Kings got knocked out of the playoffs, but that was
3: a bummer. Ben, we I'm. I'm just really happy that you got to have a fun time in San Diego and that it was the correct day for the concert this time. Yeah.
1: Oh, See, I, I wasn't forgot about that.
3: I wasn't gonna bring it up,
2: I'm but I'm really get... happy
0: for you. You guys want to know how many times I double checked my email like, and <laughs> the website Michigan, every post?
2: hour <laughs> when you said you bought tickets for the next showing. i mean, you're like, you got to double check those email. That email, man. but I didn't say it. He bought tickets for like Arizona.
0: <laughs> it's like wait what, what's the az stand for i was like that's in arizona oops it's an awesome good time <laughs> yeah so um I, well hey i fully admit that that was last time i went down there for the concert that was my bad i, I didn't check my email so a fun
2: little drive fun little drive
0: yeah and once again it wasn't the it's not the worst thing in the world it was it wasn't i mean it's not super close but it wasn't that far of a drive down to la jolla so yeah final fantasy uh new world final fantasy music from final fantasy great if you can <laughs> go see it and this is just more uh stuff for me to write because i'm going to be writing a music article for fusion soon and now that uh concert halls are putting these big productions of selections from video games it's like video game music is now more legitimate in today's day and age which makes me happy
1: mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. of music i was listening to the dr strange soundtrack oh mm-hmm. boy that's some good music
2: I also listened to some of that this week. Yeah, it's a good sound, arc For sure. I also... Ben, are you done? He's drinking. Cool. Cool. Oh, so uh, I will transition into my week. Speaking of I music, played Elden Ring, too. Yes, we did play Elden Ring, but that's... That's that's going to be forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> given at this point. Man, <laughs> uh, really? my, my Chemical Romance released a new single. My Chemical Romance is back. Uh, sure. It's six minutes of just... Just emo glory. It's so good. Like the first minute you're like, oh my God, it's so nice to hear a new song from a band you love so much. And like it's like, it's like they never left. Like the sound so good. Gerard Way is the best. Uh it's only a single. So like that album's coming soon. Um, I spent most of my week in Gotham City, y'all. Uh, for people for audio listeners, my background is Gotham City with a guy little B-man, you got a little Batman there. Uh so uh before I get a job, I'm gonna try to stream as much as I can because I like video games, and I think I'm funny sometimes, like 30% of the time. (laughs) But I streamed all of Batman, the Telltale series, season one. There's a second season, but they just call that something else. But uh, I played that for about eight hours this week. Uh, Really, really good shit, y'all. Really compelling stuff. I really have only one big problem with it, and I think there's a character turn that's very fast and very sudden. And it's like a character needs to become a bad guy, and I'm like... So we're just doing it like that like we're just like cutting to the chase and like kind of irked me but everything else is really done really well done. Um it is so similar to the Batman y'all it's not even funny. Uh <laughs> and like I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying the writer of The Batman took a lot of cues from this, but let me tell you, you got Selena Kyle stealing something from the mayor involving one of her friends, and you got the penguins involved. And uh, there's, like, there's like uh, police corruption, and like, Gordon's involved, and, and Mayor Hill, and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, this is very similar. The Waynes are corrupt. Uh, the thing that they really go into, and I'm not going to—this isn't a spoiler for the game because it's kind of the crutch of it. Like, the Waynes are corrupt. They are bad. They are and like how far does it go is like as you learn through the thing but it is really really compelling stuff like batman's entire mission is like have i been doing this for nothing like it's really good shit y'all um the stuff with selena is so good i love it so much the stuff with harvey dent really good there's like a really fun like three-way romance thing happening that you don't have to engage with but i'm bruce wayne and i love selena kyle and i love that ship so i went hard anytime there was romance options i was in it to win it baby (laughs) i was there the whole time Uh, No matter how fickle she can be with with her, with her, with her even heart. Um, Really fun stuff. Um, And I think it's also a really fun, this isn't just to like promote myself. I think it's a really fun stream to watch because it's like watching a movie uh, that like you make, you have to make split second decisions. You've all played telltale games of of variety. (laughs) Um, The decisions you have to make are really hard. Uh, And like, there was times where like, I don't know what to do and there's a bar going down. Like you have to make a choice. Something bad's going to happen. I'm like, oh this is really good shit it's like really compelling like the choices like they feel like they have impact um up until a point once i started to get to the end i'm like okay i see no matter what choice i would have made this is probably still going to happen but like in the moment it felt really good um so that's great i did that i started season two the enemy within uh joker's in it he's in season one but he's not the joker he's john doe uh Also a really compelling character. A really different take on the Joker that I really like. Um, Also a really different take on the Riddler. Um, He's like Jigsaw from Saw. Really good. Really fun stuff. Um, Those those Telltale... Yeah, it's great. It's really good. Uh, Those Telltale games are really, really fun. Um, And it's a shame they didn't get a third season. Because I think Batman uh, and the the medium of comics and adapting, uh, they do some really, really good stuff. Uh,
1: Did it not get a third season because they went under?
2: uh, I... I don't think so. I think it's just they they made two, and then they just didn't make a third one. I don't think hmm. I don't think it was ever planned. Because well, I was been...
1: wondering if now that they're back, they would revisit it.
2: Yeah, I I personally would hope so. Like I don't know if Warner Brothers would give them the license again because it's been it's been long enough now. Um, mm-hmm. but like yeah, like uh, definitely, I still think the best Telltale game they made is the first Walking Dead season. That's like a just phenomenal piece of art. Uh, but like this one's a really really great, especially if you love Batman. Um, Troy Baker as Batman, he's fine uh he's okay he's good he's giving a good performance but he's not doing anything i think extraordinary unlike the other role in the other batman property i watched this week which was the first of the long halloween adaptations oh yeah he's the joker in that yeah he is incredible he is i i he and the funny thing is he's been the joker before in batman arkham origins but he's not playing the same type of joker this like Obviously, you got Mark Hamler, right? And then you think of John DiMaggio in uh Under the Red Hood, right? Mm-hmm. I would put this almost up there for real. I think he is such an unhinged Joker, especially like if you read the long Halloween, like the Joker in that story is he's he's the wild card. He's unhinged. Um his Joker is so good. It's so it's so good. Uh Jensen Eccles is Batman, love it. Love it. Uh I think the whole cast is great. I think it's a probably the best adaptation that the dc animated movies have ever done mostly because they split it into two parts and they can just actually adapt it as it is like they don't have to cut anything they don't have to change anything mm-hmm. it's just a story it could be as mature as it wants uh and again the, the new animation style like i know you've seen all these movies brandon but like mm-hmm. it it's so crisp. it's so crisp and it looks so good and i like, hope
1: you'll go back and watch Ma- superman man tomorrow. i will
2: i i was going to but honestly i was in a batman mood because i just played eight hours of batman i was There's just no like more. i want more batman uh And I forgot how good the long Halloween is. It's a really good, compelling mystery. And I forgot because it's been just long enough where by the end of that movie, they confront who they think the killer is. And I'm like, I saw this coming a mile away. Of course, this is the killer. It's not the killer. Of course not. And I'm like, oh God, mysteries are good. Uh, Really good shit. Really good post-credit scene, which uh, uh, Poison Ivy is in that comic. So like, oh, this is the next half of the movie and she's poisoning people. And I'm like, oh man, so good. Uh, So I'm definitely gonna check out uh, Man of Tomorrow. Man of Tomorrow?
1: Yeah, Man of Tomorrow is the first one.
2: Yeah. Uh there's also the Justice Society one.
1: Uh yeah, World Justice Society, World War II is the second one.
2: Okay. Um I'll probably check that one out later. I'm more interested in the in the Superman one.
1: Yeah, the um the Batman ones, um the so there's two things. Um one, Jensen Eccles, one of my favorite Batman. He's uh,
2: he's his Batman voice is awesome.
1: Yeah, I love it. He's he's fantastic. Yeah. Um. The other thing is, I'm really glad I watched that before the Batman because mm-hmm. the Batman has a scene where Carmine was like, you know, your dad helped me once. He like slammed me on the table. I was like, Oh, that's from the Long Halloween. Yes.
2: Uh-huh. I I immediately caught that too, and I'm like, oh man, there is more Long Halloween than I than I remember. Uh. Yeah. That Batman movie, the Batman, real good.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway. Uh. So yeah, yeah, I watched that. I'm gonna watch part two. Uh, maybe tonight if it, if I don't stay up too late because I'm I'm just Jonesing to watch it. Um, and then. Uh, I played some Fortnite. I played some Elden Ring with Ben. I started Bobby Drake Iceman. And I'm struggling with do I want to make that into a just a video or do I want to like stream that as a process? So I'm figuring that out because like I've watched a lot of Elden Ring like build videos and like some are really long, some are really short. And I'm like, I gotta figure out what's best for me because I just don't, I don't think I just want to stream it because I don't think that'll be as fun. But we're working on it. But I'm still playing Elden Ring. Uh the last thing I did this week was I finished our flags mean death. Uh yes. I don't want to be hyperbolic. It's it's not just like a great show. I think it's an important show. Um, I think it's, and I'm trying to wrap my head around why I think it's so fucking good. Um, <laughs> like truly, like it's, it's not just funny. It's not just has great characters. There's just something about it that other shows, and this is not me disparaging any other shows, I promise. There's just something in the way that it's telling its story and the way it's being progressive. In this genre show about comedy pirates that is just it's it's unparalleled in tv i've never i've never felt this way about watching this type of show before like it's this show lives to you about what it's about first of all it it draws you in with being oh, almost silly gentleman pirate it's one of the most like real looks at romance i've ever seen in my life um and I'm, i don't want to spill too much about it like a lot of it's already out there and i'm sure mm-hmm. if you're on twitter you've seen a lot of it but like the impact of the slow progression of these characters getting to know each other how they are the opposite ends of the spectrum in life, and how they get to meet each other, and how the things that they want coincide. And it being about two men, it's it's really profound, and it's like, it's it's really like believable, and like it, the comedy turns into drama in like such a real way that I've never felt in a show like this before. It's effortless. It's effortless. It feels like it feels like I'm watching like real shit happen, and then the like, and then like an SNL comedian will show up out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh right, it's also this show. -hmm. It's balancing so many different tones in a way that, like, I just can't believe the show exists. It's, it's, it's be, it's truly like, like one of the one of the best shows ever made. I really think so. Uh, I
1: have not thought, I have not thought about much else. Yeah, uh, and then like,
2: and of course this type of thing, like, oh, once you buy a type of car, you see that car everywhere now. Like now that I've seen the show, I just see it so much more on Twitter now, and I'm interacting with more on Twitter. I'm like, if this show doesn't get a season two, like for real, it's 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 going to be a crime. It's going to be.
1: H- after Peacemaker ended, it was HBO Max's highest rated show.
2: Yeah. Uh and I looked it up. Uh if if any of the creators have have said anything about not getting a season two. The main reason that they've said is because of the the merger with Discovery. That is taking up a lot of the time. So it's not that they they it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed, but say like it is a possibility. But right now they're we're not even talking about it because of the merger. Yeah. Uh and my big thing that scares me is, is that it'll take long enough where it'll just be forgotten. That's my big fear. Because it ends on a cliffhanger and on such a cliffhanger where I was crying and I'm like, they can't, they cannot do this to an audience. They did it on purpose. It's too good. They left it on such a good cliffhanger. They're like, oh my God. One uh, of the, it's, it's special. It really is. Like I, and it does take a while to get there. I don't think like it takes them to like episode like four or five to really get what's going on with the show. But mm-hmm. up until then, it's been great. It's been a great comedy, but it transforms into something that you just don't expect. Um and again, like Brandon, like I've been thinking about it so much. Like it's 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 a really compelling piece of art while Discovery, also being a stupid good comedy.
1: Discovery um said that they're one of the, one of the main goals is to like really beef up streaming. And I'm like, well, your highest rated streaming show is just waiting for a renewal.
2: Yeah, I I guarantee it's happening. I'm sure it is just like behind the scenes stuff. It's like we're not we're not moving forward with stuff until that the merger happens. And yeah. I believe that because like it is uh critically acc- acclaimed. Uh people are watching it. Uh yeah, love it. Can't can't wait. To to sing its praises more to people, uh, really? I think that's my week. It's also a beautiful show. Yeah, it's it's yeah, really well shot, like fun sets. Yeah.
1: Okay, um, I did a bit more than I thought I did, so I'll try and run through it. Um, I watched *The Quick and the Dead*. It is a Sam Raimi western film starring Sharon Stone and yeah. Leonardo oh. DiCaprio,
2: Gene, Gene Hackman.
1: Um, and a young Leo DiCaprio. Um, mm-hmm. Lance Henriksen. Great all-star cast. Keith David. Keith David. Um, really enjoyed it. I really like Sam Raimi. I was kind of in a Sam Raimi kick. And I was like, I like Westerns. I like Sam Raimi. Let's see how these do. Turns out great.
2: Oh, we forgot Russell Crowe.
1: Russell Crowe is also in it.
2: He's a, he's a priest who no longer shoots people.
1: But he's the fastest gun in the West.
2: That movie rolls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. I had a good time with that one. Um... And then I watched. I, I was on an. I was on an episode of Kaiju Weekly this week. I recorded it this week. It's coming out next week. Nice. Uh, to talk about a movie I watched, Pacific Rim Uprising.
2: Sparks, it's time. <laughs> I have not seen it
1: in four years. The last time I saw it was in theaters, and it's fine.
2: Hell yeah. You you did not like it though. I remember. So it, it right, being, it's true. It, it being fine, massive upgrade in my opinion
1: um yeah i even talked about that on kaiju weekly It's like you know i really didn't like it and I, I wrote down copious amounts of notes i really go into like what my problems are with the movie what my what what I, what I actually really enjoyed this time around for example i really like scrapper this time around there's a scene where she just like rolls out of a out of a plane i like yeah scrapper to the rescue mm-hmm um yeah so uh, a lot of my review as i recall the kind of things i've been parroting ever since does still stand but there was more i was able to enjoy about this one i'm glad so yeah that's their that's one of the longest kaiju weekly episodes yet so go check that one it's up i'll post about it
3: get it on till i die
1: um i watched disney gallery the book of boba fett it's their kind of behind the scenes thing they did for book of boba fett (gasps) an (laughs) hour-long doc brown it's not a long documentary um it feels like it was a documentary for a different show the mandalorian because they really were talking about it like yeah we really we showed boba fett as he was as as people wanted to see and the mandalorian so we get to bring that boba fett over i was like okay you didn't though you see how you didn't
2: <laughs> this is one of those those ones that do we talk about like this is one of those fluff ones
1: but it's not though. It doesn't feel like a fluff. Like it, it, it is like it is talking about like we we Boba fetted, and like the fluff ones that I normally that I kind of go to are the ones that are just kind of like beat to beat. Like this is what we did on this sh- on this scene. This is what we did on this scene. This is what we did on this scene. But there's actually a lot of discussion about going into the show they made. They they think that again they think they made for the book of Boba Fett. Why they made this decision? How it made sense to them? How it did this? Like they really go deep. And I'm just like. Boy, you guys really thought you did it.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe they just—they just—they missed the mark, and they just didn't see the mark, unfortunately. I, I think so, because there's yeah. a
1: lot of talk about how, like, yeah, with them bringing in the Mandalorian and Luke Skywalker and Grogu, and they're talking about like, you know, people want to see what happened to Grogu. So we like, we we're like, okay, we we got to show what happened to Grogu. I'm like, you really thought that made sense, huh? You really thought you did it? All right.
0: I mean, yeah, we want to know what happened to Grogu, but we want to know what happened. But in season three. <laughs>
2: Oh, you mean Boba Fett? That was season 3 maybe, possibly. Should yeah. yeah.
1: But they talk they talk a little bit about Cad Bane <laughs> and that was cool cuz I, I like that I like that they brought him back and mm. Yeah. I, look, it's a it's actually a pretty good documentary. I would say the documentary is better than, than the show. Hot dog. Okay. Um, yeah. Did they talk about the big droids? No. Ah, they talk ah. about the Rancor though.
2: Well, yeah, that's a big part of it.
1: Okay. Um, a lot of uh a lot of volume, a lot more volume stuff than I thought um and a lot more practicals than i thought like they really like went all out with like making the rancor head and things and sparks there's a scene that reminded me of you because john favreau is like i really wanted to bring in a rancor because one of the things that's seared into my mind about return of the jedi is the rancor the rancor wrangler who cries at the loss like what is this so it's like a pet so like we really wanted to bring that i was like oh yeah It's
3: it's one of the best things the show did is talk about the fact that like a Rancor gets attached to whoever it sees first and like they are they are connected and I'm yeah. like, yeah, hell yeah. Big
1: pup. Um so I thought that was that was fun. The the John Fabro had the same anytime you kill Rancor, somebody loves that Rancor. It's true. Um I killed a lot of Rancor in Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Mm. Yeah, but those are bad Rancor. But they've got riders. But those are bad riders. That's fair. Um yeah. All right. Um Let's do this one. Jessica Jones season two. I finished Jessica Jones season two. This actually just today. It was okay. Um, kind of a kind of a slog. I wasn't crazy about where the story was going. This is the one where her mom's the villain.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that season a lot, but I um, I get it.
1: It's just kind of meandered a lot. Like it didn't it it just didn't commit to a villain, um, and it, it kind of felt like it it should have. However, there's a really good episode. That I really liked, which is the one where Kilgrave comes back, but he's in her head, mm-hmm. um, and she becomes like the the voice on her shoulder, like both good and bad, like helping her through a case. I was like, all right, well David Tennant's back, so that's kind of cool.
2: It's nice that he had come back for, because spoilers, he's not alive.
1: Yeah, and I really like. Um, I think Kilgrave was one of the better villains, and that was kind of a That was kind of one of those times where I was like, oh right, Kilgrave ruled. He was a great villain.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, bad person. Uh, I'll go on to season two, season three, probably this week, uh, because I finished a show, Star Trek, the animated
2: series. Oh, real quick. um, yeah. I don't either. I've blocked it from the recesses of my mind or I didn't watch season three because I've watched all those things. But I'm like, there was a season. There's a season three of Jessica Jones. Yes. And I was like, was this like was this after the other things have already gotten canceled and stuff? It was last. I, it was the last one. Yeah. Okay, It was the last show. I I got to watch a trailer or something because I have no no memory of a season three. That's great. Gotcha.
1: It's the only show that actually I got to complete its story because Melissa Rosenberg when she started was like, yeah, I got a three season arc and then she got three seasons.
2: <sighs> Sorry, Melissa, I let you down.
1: Uh, I don't know who Te- read my technically, piece. Technically Defenders got to complete its arc too. That's true. Uh, I don't know who read my Defenders piece, um, but I talked about uh, how Melissa Rosenberg was actually on the project on a Jessica Jones series when it was AKA Jessica Jones on ABC. It says in 10. And then she continued developing the series when it moved to Netflix. So she like is the only one who stayed on the show from beginning, literally beginning to end.
2: That's uh, that's not usually the case. And that's very cool.
1: Yeah. So She had a real passion for it. Although it's really interesting because the, the, the AKA Jessica Jones was going to have Carol Danvers instead of Patsy Walker
2: wild because yeah. Pre, that's pre marvel stuff yeah
1: yeah. before it was two years before she became captain marvel um so she was still miss marvel and she's she's jessica's best friend in the comic mm-hmm. so like that role became patsy walker when they were like uh, actually we're gonna use yeah captain they uh,
2: they Ben this Ben this is like he's the guy who made jessica jones big and like he was writing avengers with miss marvel and like yeah he liked to write them
1: yeah um okay uh so i watched star trek the animated series this is the first time I've been through the entire thing. I've watched kind of sporadic episodes throughout. Um, that show does not hold up very well. No, oh, no. It's a, it's it's very nice that it's quick. They're like twenty minute episodes, twenty five minute episodes, because you put in some tra- in some commercials. Um, but the animation is very cheap, and I just found out why the animation was cheap. It's because they spent all their budget getting the stars back. Mm-hmm. So what? They had Leonard Nimoy, William Shatner, James Dewan, and um, DeForest Kelly. Um, so Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and uh, Scotty. Mm-hmm. And James Dewan, who plays Scotty, would also play every other male part. And then Majel Barrett, would, who plays Nurse Chapel, would play every other female part, including Uhura. Oh, oh no. No, no, no. <laughs> so Majel Barrett, a white woman. Mm. James Dewan, a white man. I mean, yeah. that's, that's
3: uh, nothing new. Like,
1: especially at that point in time.
3: Still not. I don't like it. But I don't have to like it.
1: Leonard Nimoy um, leveraged his contract. He's like, I'm not going to come back unless you bring back George Takei and Michelle Nichols. Because he knew how much they were struggling after Star Trek. And he was like, they're they're the diversity in the show that celebrates diversity. You need to bring them back. And so they did. Good job, Nimoy. So they did. They were able to do that. And because of that, the animation took a significant
2: dive it's like uh it's like those straight to dvd movies we're like we're gonna pay we're gonna pay this actor like five million dollars and that's the budget
1: yeah (laughs) the show for Uh, five minutes it's it's pretty good um there's actually some pretty solid episodes in it there's clearly a lot of like we can really do whatever we want because we're in animation happening um which i kind of enjoyed i did like the humor like i said um because some of the some of the episodes are actually just very funny even now uh, but all in all, like since I haven't seen all of it, it was really cool to just kind of be like, "Oh right, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy are great characters." and It was nice to see them again in that early Star Trek period because I watch the movies quite frequently, but I don't really watch the original series a lot. Um, kind of see like new adventures with the with those characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not canon. Um, <laughs> I watched the Gilded Age. Uh, we just finished that today. Um, this is the. From The creator of Downton Abbey, um, with Carrie Coon, really good. I liked it a whole lot. If you're into Downton Abbey, it's not as good, Downton Abbey special, but uh, it's it's pretty solid. I, I enjoyed it. There's a lot of good characters in it, one in particular, I really like. Um, I recommend it for like fans of Downton Abbey, which none of you guys are, but maybe you guys watching are, <laughs> maybe. Um, uh, I told you guys I watched... I told you guys I read Original Sin, right? Last yes, week? you did. Yeah. So this week I read... Um, Original Sin 10th Rebel was also last week, I believe. I read all of the Mighty Thor. So that's the first run after Original Sin. That's Jane as, as Thor. Um, up until Secret Wars. Um, no interruptions, basically, which is, which is cool to read. Um, awesome. Awesome series i'm really just like just flipping the pages really enjoying it um art's great i really like how they write jane and it's and i i I envy those who read it when it was coming out because it is played like you're not supposed to know that it's jane um but because i knew i do know uh it's a different experience
2: uh yeah uh that was a particularly fun period of time i did i tweeted about this like i don't know oh maybe when the trailer came out but I was like, yeah, there was like six months where like Jane was, or like Thor was the star of the show, and we don't know who it was. and that's yeah. really fun because there's so many characters in the in the book. Uh, we specifically thought it was this this. Uh, this shield agent who was getting agent Solomon. Agent Solomon. She was getting a lot of prominence in Jason Aaron's like a Jason Aaron creation. So everyone's like, well, clearly it's this new character that Jason Aaron created. And that was just it was a like, getcha. It was like gotcha. And Jane's got cancer. So she she can't yeah. be Thor. She can't possibly be Thor. She's too weak. And that's the whole the whole thing about it. Uh yeah. good shit, man. Yeah. I'm definitely I doubt I'll read all of it, but I'll definitely read the Jane stuff the closer that movie comes out.
1: And it's so crazy because like we find out that Jane is Thor, and then the next issue of that book is Secret Wars. <laughs> oops <laughs> that's insane events, um,
2: events be like that sometimes
1: because the secret wars event is for thor is thors like jason arrow wrote thors which is what all the thors are cops on battle world
2: and all the jane fosters are getting murdered in the <laughs> around the world yeah
1: um good so i'm I, I stopped so i stopped there so i basically i read all the mighty thor i did not read thors um so i, I that's going to be next i decided instead to read to finish my copy of loki agent of asgard which i, I actually have um, so it's this guy so it's al ewing's loki agent of asgard i this has original sin has the original sin book uh, the 10th realm and i read like up to that in this book so i just like well this book ends before secret wars this has the last day's arc which ran which was like the end of the world for secret wars a lot of books did that um and so i'm going to read up until then to kind of just finish this book because i really liked it i really like al ewing uh in general and i was really enjoying this book It's kind of a bummer that this did that. This was not really the start, but like this kind of is one of those books where Al Ewing has a plan and then it just keeps getting interrupted by various events. Uh Uh, Because Axis happens like right after Original Sin, Axis, which was um, Rick Remender's event coming out of Uncanny Uncanny Avengers,
4: Uh
1: uh, where all the villains and heroes switch. Um, So, like, that becomes. Three issues of Loki versus Thor. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's, but he still kind of, kind of goes through. And then, and then Secret Wars is about to happen. So he's kind of like, you're kind of quickly wrapping up. Other than that, though, it, it's actually a really fun read. Uh, the way Al Ewing writes Loki is really cool. And I really enjoy how um, this mystery of who actually this teenage Loki is, because the implication at the start of the book is that it is, is kid Loki grown. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out that it's not. Um, and so that kind of like what the mystery of who, who that of who this other Loki is um, was compelling. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I'm sad that it gets interrupted so much. Mm. Um, and I'm almost done with that. And then I'll go back to Thor. And I got three more volumes of Thor that I'm so excited to get to, guys. This Book is so good. And you said you weren't going to get through it. I mean, it might not be before, <laughs> before Thor Love and Thunder, but I'm going to try. Nah, you got too much. You're blowing through it. Um yeah. I ho- I hope I continue to blow through it. I don't know why I said it like that. That was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> I thought
2: it was like like a like a like a thunderous thing like you're blowing it through <sighs> I don't
1: know. I don't know. <laughs> um okay. That's going to be it cuz I don't want to talk about Halo.
2: <laughs> I I also don't want to talk about Halo except <laughs> the chief's not a virgin anymore so all the halo fans can like that they gotta they gotta live with that
1: the, the funny thing about that is that the people who don't know that it's another human think it's an elite <laughs> just like that's pretty funny
2: people wait what I, I don't even watch the show and i know he didn't bang an elite well no but people were just like because the the
1: thing is he bangs a covenant spy so I was like an an elite
2: mm. <laughs> i feel like he'd be more he'd more, be more into brutes but like that's um that's me projecting you know,
1: yeah, so. if he was a bottom, hey, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it leads he's to in, bottoms. He's
2: into the young guy, <laughs> just um, like a like sheep.
1: I will say this though: the next episode, episode what's, nine, what's the Master Chief's favorite booty? <laughs> um, the Baskin
2: <laughs> Robbins. You got our thirty-one flavors.
1: The Arbiter. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. did you just come up with that? Yes. beautiful i love it the the trailer for the next episode has what looks like a really cool battle sequence that i might check out just for the battle Mm -hmm. but uh, look i don't care that he had sex they fundamentally ruined the show by not getting the the relationship between cortana and master chief right and it's just it for me it is not going to work
2: no that's for season two
1: cortana watched him have sex because she's implanted into his head
2: oh it's even worse yeah, well, you know, that's how you. That's how you. That's how you. You grow up. That's how you get. You watch your parents have sex once, and you're like, "That's how you. That daddy is. That how you do it." But that's weird, right? You get how that's weird, right? Oh, no, absolutely.
1: Um, the uh, I was talking to Cookie about it. This didn't end up getting recorded, but I kind of wish it had because I, I excitedly yell, "Halo is the Dragon Ball Evolution of video game adaptations."
2: Like no, cause no, cause you're at least getting some enjoyment out of it. Dragon Ball Evolution is not good.
1: I mean, I'm sure if I get drunk, I can enjoy Dragon Ball
3: Evolution. There's, there's a so yeah. bad, it's good to Dragon Ball Evolution.
2: No, but it's like, for everything I hear from Halo, like, it's not Dragon Ball Evolution. No <laughs> it's way. Not, not, you're not right. many it, things are. You're
1: right, it's not that good. All
2: yeah, right. Yeah, there you
1: go. I can Paramount
0: knock it out of the park with one property, Sonic the Hedgehog, and totally
2: drop the ball with Halo. Ben, Easy. I don't want to get, I don't want to, I don't want to... Sonic's not as complex and has as deep as like the Halo lore. It's no offense. And I, I mean, you know what? it's a I'll lot more it. easy and fun than trying to do a mature, adult storytelling than like a fun small character. I think. I
1: think. I think it's this. I think and it's to be the fair,
3: fact. And to be fair, I would personally argue that they did a little bit shit the bed on Sonic the Hedgehog the first time around. Personally, mm-hmm. yeah. of yeah. them like kind of screwing around with the lore in a way they shouldn't have and not getting the character quite right. They yeah, just happened to, to nail them- it okay enough to do it correctly the second time and we had to yell a lot to get him to change what he
1: looked like remember that part mm-hmm. yeah. the The thing is the people who worked on Sonic the Hedgehog 2 specifically love Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. the yes. people who are working on Halo have not played the games yeah and they have bragged about that
2: so I'm it's, saying like mm. it's the silver timeline I yeah I... I hope Master Chief has a baby and they put a helmet on the baby uh, I just I just Cortana and Master Chief are the are the are the are the,
1: are the are the relationship between that they're the heart they're the foundational heart of Halo and you just you screwed that up already because you put him in you put you put Cortana inside of Master Chief's brain and she can shut him down which means that it is a relationship built on distrust.
2: Oh, she's like Oh, she's that's...
1: a fail safe for him. Oh, that's weird. If she if he's getting too mad, she turns him off he's like robocop and i'm okay. just like you you've ruined this wait, i need a i need wait. a weapon i'm
3: sorry wait um is that just like the threat exists that they know that that's what she can do or does he actually get mad about something and she shuts him
1: down they've done it four times holy shit yeah that's and then he times and then he tries to kill halsey so, so that she can be, because she's loyal to Halsey, not not Chief. He tries to kill Halsey, and because he's just like, "You captured me as a baby," and it's like, and and it's and if true. he if he gets shut down, Halsey dies. So Cortana is trying to reason with him to try to let her out, and he's just like, "I'm just testing you. I'm just testing what you can and can't do." I'm just like, oh Jesus.
2: Yeah, I'm probably not gonna watch the show. Oh boy, I just thought of something <laughs> really bad. Or came what? No, he can like,
1: watch. yeah, what she he
2: masturbates. No, oh, no. <laughs> no, the suit doesn't jack him off, so he has no, to masturbate. No, I was gonna
0: say like say like he's about to get uh busy with another lady. She goes, nah, limp dick for you
1: tonight. Oh, oh no. god. And the thing is you if you're gonna do you can't make her who wants to go and try bread and butter? <laughs> it's uh,
2: you're the person I who do. does you gotta make the transition happen. <laughs>
3: Are you eating soup?
2: <laughs> oatmeal. <laughs> that's how I eat oatmeal. will be. Eat, I'll be. That's how you eat oatmeal. I don't eat oatmeal.
1: <laughs> I'll be real with you guys. I thought I had already pressed the button. It's okay. And I was just like, "We're into bread," of, but no, we're not.
2: Welcome to the welcome to the dinner time.
1: Okay, guys, we got some sad news up top. Mm-hmm. Fred Ward passed away this week at the age of seventy nine. Sparks and Ryan, you definitely know him from.
2: Tremors. Wait, what do you the say? The other guy's twin
1: peaks. This guy's Tremors.
2: Yeah, this yes. is, yep. Yeah. Then I know this guy too. You, I was going to say, you should know this guy. Then. I've seen Tremors. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he's a, a great character actor. He had a very, uh, he was very much always a straight man in a lot of things. Uh, he was also in, he was in either road trip or Euro trip. He's in one of the movies from the, from the nineties or two thousands where he plays like the dad, one of those characters. He played, he played a lot of ro- those roles. Uh, that's a shame. He's like he's a great character actor. Yeah. yeah, really, really like
3: anything. Anytime I ever saw him, he was it didn't really matter who he was playing, he was always kind of had a warm presence. Does that make sense? Yeah. In a lot of the things that he appeared in.
2: A lot of dad he's, energy. I just,
3: I just liked I liked the actor. I thought
1: he was cool whenever he showed up. Yeah. 79 though, that's not bad.
2: No, oh, yeah. The nineties John Barenthal. Uh Kenneth Welsh that's the wow twin peaks that is guy. so accurate ryan holy yeah shit. The, the second i saw a, a clip on twitter of uh, of tremors and i'm like look at this guy who's just john barenthal look at this <laughs> guy i love it uh yes kenneth moss uh uh i know him mostly as sparks i don't know if you know him from anything else as well but from twin Peaks, he's the villain in season two of twin peaks uh Wyndham earl he is the the uh the coach of our of our boy dale cooper Really also another really great character actor. Um, I just looked it up because I was like, have I seen him in anything else? He was in a 2016 uh sci-fi movie called The Void, which he was very, very spooky in the now that I remember. Um, yeah. Uh how did he have an age on, on him by any chance? 80. 80, 79 and 80. Yeah. It's a shame. Okay. Uh,
0: before we move on, magazine the chat talking about I want to say Fred Ward, uh, the first one. Uh, yes. was from, yep, Fred Ward with Tremors and Naked Gun three three. Oh, eight, naked gun. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he goes on to say uh, road trip, Alcatraz,
3: and the right stuff.
2: It was road trip. Yeah,
3: okay.
0: I
2: was right. Oh, man,
3: Alcatraz. Good, good
1: pull. Alcatraz. The TV show with Sam Neil. Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That yeah, oh, is wow. a TV show. Yeah, okay.
1: I was really into Sam Neil's TV output after the triangle. And then I rewatched the triangle.
2: Don't hey never forget Merlin.
1: I like Merlin. Merlin,
2: No, oh, I'm saying Merlin's incredible. Yeah, the sequel. No, don't go see Merlin's Apprentice. It's very bad. The, the sequel. That's a sequel, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, okay. So
1: a <laughs> lot of, lot of TV shows were canceled this week. Um, this is this is in the wake of the of the Discovery Network. Deals. Television is dead. Network <laughs> television is taking a hit. Superheroes are dead. So here's what was canceled this week. Over on Hulu, it was just Modoc, Although we kind of figured that would happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on the CW, it was Legacies, forty four hundred, was Roswell, New Mexico, Charmed, Naomi, Dynasty, In the Dark. I already said the Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah,
2: that's Naomi. two. That's more than one hand
3: of, of shows. <laughs> and that yeah. was this week. I mean, like we already talked about that Batwoman and Legends were earlier
2: on. Did yep. you guys hear about why Batwoman and Legends were canceled? Yeah. Specifically, yes. those two. Yes, this is some like Swamp Thing shit, dude. This is literally some swamp bullshit.
0: bullshit. Um, I. Professor, can you please educate me on why these shows were canceled? Yeah, so you know?
3: so the main reason is because the lease for the space where their sets are in the warehouse in Canada was up, and they decided that they didn't want to pay to renew for the years that they would need for a new lease. Mm-hmm. That's the core
2: reason that those shows got canceled. You... They just didn't want to renew for the space. Yeah. It's not like they could figure out an alternative, it would have been too much work to do that, so they just canceled right. the shows.
1: This is this is just for Batwoman and Super- and Batwoman and Legends. Legends, Batwoman
2: and Legends
3: specifically. Yeah, yeah, that's a ter- that's some bullshit. <laughs> their their warehouses were <laughs> up for lease renewal, and WB said no. Now, also, there are other factors. The Discovery merger is a factor to all of this. Yes. Uh, for the CW and any Warner, shows, but if they so cared about these shows, but that that detail came out, and I was like, God damn that's yeah. so stupid so uh,
0: the reason some that is some bullshit it's it, like, it, it is oh, yeah
3: yeah
0: it's like oh we're canceling these shows that people really do like only because we don't want to pay a little bit not Actually, only not but only. one of oh. them Well, the but, main, the big, the core. It sounds like the biggest one is because they don't want to pay for a lease and i assume mm-hmm. the landlord yeah. maybe
2: upped the rent a little bit probably because of the it's but, gotta be like because they said like they have to probably get it for like an extended period of time. Like you're not gonna rent it for six months, right? Like if you're trying to like build big assets. For yeah, like if, you're, if you're renewing season. the lease, it's usually a multi year renewal. And it's yeah. like these shows will not last that long, potentially. So like
1: And outside of Naomi, these are shows that had the other shows that they're talking about this week all had they were going for a while. Like they're on the fourth, fifth seasons, each one. Right. Right. And then they're all gone. I mean shit.
0: Even with and it, Naomi
1: didn't look very good so
3: sorry yeah. Naomi.
0: yeah i mean it, naomi
3: out. clearly was not given the budget it it needed
0: no no all right because i've been i've been out of the cw loop for a very long time did naomi actually start is it yeah. over? okay
3: so came and went came and went came and went with not even a whimper got it yeah yeah we we talked about it once when i told you i'd watch the pilot
1: take I- heart in the fact that Superman and Lois might be saved because it is also an HBO production.
2: Thank the Lord.
3: I'm pretty sure they've said Superman and Lois for now is safe. I It will, I know, it will come back. It's,
2: it's it in Flash. That's it. In the Arrowverse now. Yep. Yep. That's it. Wow. And they're still the crazy thing is, as far as we know, they're still going through with Gotham Knights.
1: They are going through a Gotham Knights.
2: That's the thing that but blows my mind.
1: Probably not Justice You or whatever that show was called.
2: I don't, they haven't said anything yet. I figured they would have said it in all of this nonsense, right? Maybe that one's too far along and it's a season one thing. Like,
1: they haven't, they, 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 uh, the last thing I heard is that they were going to look at the pilot to see if they'll pick it up that's the last yeah, thing and, I heard. and
2: let's
3: let's be fair like superman and lois is keeping the Arrowverse alive technically and mostly in spirit like yeah, yeah. it is connected and, characters do show up but like flash is on it's life about support. as
2: ostracized as you can get
1: flash is just on life support it's a um,
2: it's a bummer that like obviously everything has to come to an eventually but like it's a bummer that like they couldn't go out on like an event or something like just things just get canceled midway just like that i think it i think that like It'll be
3: interesting to look back if we truly are at, like, kind of the beginning of the end for the Arrowverse, specifically. Absolutely um, feels like it. I think I think the combination of the timing of Crisis on Infinite Earths and what it did, followed by the pandemic, kind of shot them right in the foot. Because the whole point was that they were trying to go towards stories where they could interweave more. They were going to do, like, small, intimate crossovers frequently throughout the year amongst the shows because that was the whole point of bringing them all onto the same earth and that was going to be like a big driving force of the narrative yeah Um, and the pandemic happened and then that became impossible
1: yeah Yeah. the
2: pandemic yeah that really did everything. everything everything. um
1: i do think that there's a world though where they like do that like final
2: tv movie or whatever something yeah to to put a pin in it because yeah i can't just end like this like it's been going on for so long like you gotta do something, and it's really like it's really influential.
1: It did a lot of it did a lot of normalizing for comic books for comic yeah, book it, media.
2: Yeah.
1: On over on CBS, more cancellations, guys. We're running done.
2: Hot dog. Uh,
1: over on CBS was Be Positive, Good Sam, How We Roll, Magnum PI, and United States of AI. I I've
2: think heard of those of, shows we were watching. I've heard of Magnum PI. That's because I heard of old Magnum PI. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the the new one. My parents loved it. Uh, NBC is losing The End Game, which was a new show with um, Serenity's Miranda Bakerrin.
2: Oh, okay. Um,
1: Keenan, which is the Keenan Thompson show.
2: Oh, and... Keenan! Got... Oh, he didn't even last that long, Keenan. Yeah. Oh. I
1: believe he was in his second season.
2: Ah, oh, Keenan.
1: And a show I was watching, Mr. Mayor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like Mr. Mayor. I'm kind of bummed that it's going to end, especially where it's seeming like I... it's ending. I
3: love anything with um Ted Danson. Ted Danson in it that was one I I wanted to watch at some point but I I probably still will someday but um yeah
1: I just caught up uh, I had two episodes left for we're, me We I think we're very clearly
3: hitting the age like uh, again like the CW stuff there's certainly like the discovery stuff at play but the fact that this happened across CBS and NBC in such a wide swath as well there's one more if you don't
1: mind no go ahead Fox was is losing our kind of people and pivoting so
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we're at the beginning of uh, streaming really affecting what happens on network
1: television. Yeah. These shorter seasons, someone was mentioning the the shorter seasons, how they do them, the bulk filming, because oftentimes normal TV shows, it's you film 13 and then while you're airing, you film the last nine. And that's how you get your seasoning. Mm -hmm. Your season, you can make the changes in the back nine that you are hearing. uh, And you can make promotions to like uh, writer's assistants, become writer staff, like things Mm -hmm. like that now that you've completely what feels like we're losing that altogether finally you've kind of lost that pipeline you've lost the you've lost the way for writers assistants to become writers and like that's that was the easy way to get into the into the industry like that and now you don't have that. Right. I'm gonna pull
0: up Mike's comment real quick. It's <laughs> It's like Thanos snapped the show oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> for real. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good point. And like, I value, I saw that too, Brandon, I value that that was getting brought up that like a community of, of how writers work, because like, clearly people are talking about like the push towards towards more limited series, more 13 episode seasons, that kind of thing, much like what streaming is usually doing. Um, and they're like, that's like limited series can be cool. But the problem is that like, you don't get that that writer pipeline you're talking about and everything. And I'm like, I feel for you like that. That that having those job opportunities and a place to go for that, like that's important to have. And and network TV has been that for so long. It's network TV suck.
1: also supplies stability
3: for uh, paid writers, right? Um, because like it it sticks around like that, and like this is more, I think like the dynamics of just like how writers contracts work, how it's all lined up with the guild, how they get their jobs, how that, how the terms work, all of that is probably just going to have to start to shift because this is clearly going to be a shift for the future. And the thing is like, it's hard for me to like champion the old network way when I'm also like, I only watch four of the shows at best that we just talked about.
2: Yeah. I, I cut, I haven't watched traditional TV in over a decade i've everything i've ever watched has been through a streaming service of some kind or or like an well and like of, and like it can be company. it can be through a streaming service but is it
3: one of these network shows and the thing is more like that that network model right yeah i tend to not really like the network like it's the same thing i've been saying about the air over shows like why oh I yeah like watching legends is because legends is not a full 22 episodes where i feel like the quality of the show itself is it's damaged
2: yeah and, like, real quick, man. like, the reason I also stopped watching TV, like, even before that we had many, as many options, <clears throat> I don't like the way TV was made when I watched it. I hate, I hate 22 episode seasons that drag on. Like, I like, that's why HBO became such a, like, such a, like, a beacon of, like, artistic, like, integrity. It's like, just make what you want, however you want. And now, like, HBO has become the standard for everything. It's like, you, it's just that we just have too much of it. That's a problem. We just have way is, too much choice.
1: There is a problem though, that you're, that you're bringing up the, the thing where Netflix now, which was also a place kind of for writers to come and pitch their product, their mm-hmm. products, their projects they want. Uh, and then they would have the the stability to kind of wait for them to find the audience. And then they would get the renewal and then they would get the renewal again. And then another, how long did that Ashton Kutcher Western show go on for that? Nobody watched, but it was on for like eight seasons, the ranch. Um. So like, uh now you have you have the streaming shows being a lot more cutthroat Mm -hmm. so you're so like across the board like like people are are are, people are losing jobs and then they're not getting the jobs on the smaller shows
2: Mm -hmm. it's it is it is a it is a thing that the the industry as a whole is going to have to grapple eventually because like you're right like we really haven't seen like the hardcore ramifications like this. Like this isn't like 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 this isn't a like it's a lot of shows getting canceled, but it's not the end of the yeah. world, right? We haven't hit that, like it the bubble pops. But this is the first sign of like we just got like fifteen shows canceled at once. That's yeah. that's that's insane. So like uh as someone who again doesn't watch normal tv like this doesn't really affect me because i don't watch any of those shows so yeah i was going to
1: say like i'm not i'm not like i'm like spock like like spock <laughs> like sparks um like sparks and uh, and ryan like i'm i'm with you guys it's just you know my for my for for, for me like i have not watched network tv and when i do it's like young rock on hulu and that's yeah. only that's a smaller show also it's only like 13 episodes yeah. um so like i'm i still gravitate towards that so like there's that and then there's also a lot of people just lost their jobs. Sorry, but oh, for ahead. sure.
3: Yeah. No, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was trying to say something real quick because I'm starting to get sleepy. I was going to get something to drink, so I wanted to oh. Yeah, Sleepy but about to pop up, so I'm going to get something to, uh, to not be sleepy. But talking about this, just like Ryan, I also don't watch live TV. The only time I do find myself watching live TV is if I'm at a sports bar watching a sporting event live. I don't count
2: that as you watching
0: oh. TV other than that that's the only way i know about these he shows. is
1: physically watching no TV. i know
0: i know or just or <laughs> even when i'm at the break room but even then, it's only just reruns of um two broke girls or friends or whatever they have late, late on at night i
1: oh Two broke girls i remember that show
0: yeah i went to taping for episode two of that show but th- seeing all these shows canceled is running on the wall for all the streaming stuff because even when a bunch of these shows did come to streaming was like hell yeah now i could finally catch up on these shows but at the same time i felt the drag i i had been wanting to re-watch chuck for the longest time and then i see how many episodes there are of chuck and i'm like no thank you even when i was watching soup when i was watching some of the cw shows i mean sure i was watching arrow because there wasn't anything else for me to watch at the time but that's because the library was small but now I'm looking at episodes like shows like Supergirl when it was coming out and then just all the other shows on the horizon. It's like, do I want to sit through 22 hours of Supergirl or do I want to sit through 13 hours of Daredevil? I'm watching – I'm sitting through 13 hours of Daredevil and I'm just going to like – I'll just wait or and yeah. then or it just never happens. It, never, it just never happens because I'll go for the one that's short, sweet to the point or I have to look up a guy that's like, which episodes are filler in this <laughs> live-action TV show? And it's like, well, they're not all technically filler. It's like, some of them could be. You only get a little nugget of uh, the big uh, the big ones at the very end of certain episodes. So, yeah, the, the writing is on the wall. I mean, it does suck because I do miss the days of coming home from school, watching a specific show at a, sp- a very specific time with the family, and then talking about it with my friends the very next day. But with streaming and with the way things are nowadays, that just doesn't apply anymore. I, and we I, could
2: still no. have water cooler discussions. Like we still do yeah. like, like that's the internet that's it's evolved in different ways.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's nice that like uh, on the, on the water cooler discussion, it's, you know, it's great that a lot of shows have a, a lot of streaming services have adopted the weekly model. So you get that water cooler moment. Yeah. Thankfully
2: um, people have learned. Cause like, there was like, again, those couple of years where Netflix was like, everything comes out all at once and that's all we're doing. We're binging everything. Thankfully we're getting away from that. Um,
1: yeah. All good. Like I mean, it it's sucks that, we're, that a lot of people are losing these shows. It sucks that we're losing a lot of those jobs. Yeah. Um, but there is a good side to it, which is that like, hopefully, streaming services get better because they Ch- just stop I canceling think, the shows.
3: Change has more, happened on both sides. I think more yeah. importantly, what I'm hoping for is that the the writers' unions and and such will start to see like, you you are going to have to talk about different types of contracts. Yeah. Things are going mm-hmm. to change. Like the the 22 episode model is dying. Uh, uh you're going to have to talk about ways to change to like function in your job in the industry how it's going to work now as it's long as it's going to change it's not
2: I, going backwards yeah uh i love this discussion i wish we, we should have an actual talk about topic about this one day. the last thing i'll say is as long as syndication is still 100 episodes i don't think the 22 episode model is going away anytime soon which is super unfortunate because i think anything getting stretched out is always going to be a detriment to your to your story always no matter what almost yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. And also, real quick, Marty's in the chat saying Chuck is fan freaking tastic. Yes, it is.
2: I want to
1: touch on what Spark said real quickly before we get off this topic. Um, the the thing that the that the the contracts are going to need to change, and that's absolutely correct. Because one, streaming service does not give them the same stability anymore. Yes. Um, and two, uh, you lose that pipeline. Um, you don't get paid enough. You don't get paid enough to do these streaming shows because they um, they underpay. Uh, the, the, because of smaller episode count, the 22 episodes, ranked in a lot of bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're definitely going to have to make those make those new contracts, as Sparks is talking about, because you need these writers who are now going to find it very much more difficult to make the, to make a living. Will now need right. to in a place that is not welcoming for it. Right, mm-hmm.
3: because because as Ryan brought up, like the goals are changing. Syndication yeah. is no longer going to be the goal. Uh, the goal the goal will be like just social media success and uh, being something that people re-watch on a streaming service. That's going to be the new goals. And as long as that's the new goals, the thing that they'll take in the cost of eating away syndication is if they can take advantage of the fact that people don't have the contracts that require them to pay them what they're
0: due. Um, uh, Wake me up.
1: Um, up. The CW um, has picked up, however... On the flip side of this, the CWS picked up Walker Independence, which is the 1800 set spinoff series for Walker, uh, which is... No, the,
2: stop it. No, they didn't.
1: Which is the Jared Padalecki reboot of Walker, Texas Ranger.
2: This isn't a goof.
1: No, I'm serious. This is real.
2: What's going... This is why TV needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: they took eight... They were like, 1883 did it with Yellowstone. Let's do it with Walker.
2: I... Like, I know, like, I don't, like that's an entire, there's a, an entire group of Americans who watch all those shows that I don't. I, I Walker is one that's like, that's, that's going to get spinoff.
1: Come on. Then the Winchesters, which got picked up, which is the John and Mary Winchester spinoff. That's narrated by Jensen Ackles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and Gotham Knights got picked up. Officially. The
2: supernatural spinoff. That makes sense. I get that big popular thing. I get that.
1: Gotham so Knights. I, I was,
2: I was surprised because this was like their fifth
3: attempt to get a supernatural spinoff show yeah that actually finally stuck
1: yeah it's because jensen Eccles is attached to this one no
3: because i mean like jensen was going to be like lightly attached like they they were always like on some level going to interweave into the other
2: spinoffs like it's it's wild that Gotham Knights anyway. that Gotham Knights description's real bad. It just mm-hmm. sounds like now I know the name of it is, it sounds like a bad version of this the descendants, which is the the kids of the supervillains in Disney. Uh mm. just it just sounds like that show. It's the kids of supervillains dealing with Batman's kids. And yeah, I'm like, okay. Batman.
1: So it's it's not Damien Wayne, but it is an adopted son that's completely original to the show. Stupid. Um This is some Mortal he,
2: Kombat making an original character bullshit.
1: Yeah, and he teams up with other I don't know. It's not part of the Arrowverse, so no. I don't know why
2: they did this. But good luck. Yeah, watch it be incredible.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Superman and Lois is. I, I want it. I don't have, and then I don't Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey, it's me. Alan Wake is getting a TV series at AMC. Really? I did not hear this for yes. real. Yes. Oh my god! Is, is there any? Oh, more I people? didn't
2: know you missed this. Man. No, I yeah. no, I've been actually news yes. free this week, basically. Alan Wake yeah. TV series AMC holy shit that's awesome i mean that is that is one of those like why do you make uncharted into a movie it's already super narrative but like the thing is like alan wake is super super weird and like very i gotta say i gotta say david lynchian because it's like inspired by twin peaks and shit like like it's like the most twin peaks ever made like there's a fake show in there that's like it's like it's a fake drama that's what's happening in the game there's there's a there's a log lady like oh shit oh it's probably gonna be bad though oh no (laughs) I got it. Uh, I need more. It's AMC. It could go either way. Yeah. I need deets though.
1: There are, there are no other details. They were on the live stream that they just, they were like, yeah, AMC partnered with us to do a TV show.
2: Oh, so remedy themselves. Okay. So if remedy themselves said it, then they probably have faith in it. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Uh, I
1: couldn't remember the name of the company. So I
2: was, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's awesome news. I love it. They're they're making another Alan Wake. They're making like another control. They're making, they they just got the license back for Mad Max. So they're, they're themselves are remaking Mad Max. Uh, they're like the, Max the height of the, Max Payne. Sorry. What did I say? Mad, Mad Max. Max. That would be also sick. <laughs> <laughs> Max, Max Payne. Max Payne. Thank you guys for knowing what I was talking about.
1: Uh, did you guys play that Mad Max video game?
2: Yeah, it's great.
1: Yeah.
2: It's actually awesome. Yeah.
1: Okay. Some casting news, actually quite a bit um fast x one of the reasons why what we heard about uh justin lynn's departure uh one of the problems was that one of the villains hasn't been cast yet and they were starting filming well i guess they cast him um alan richson jack reacher's own
2: titan's guy i'm ah, so happy for him
3: one of the best one of the best parts of a not so great superhero show
2: yep
1: uh apparently he's really killing it on jack reacher so yeah i i, I believe it he's a very talented actor
2: yeah, like this is, and I, I've I've talked to you guys before about this guy, like like how he got so uh, uh, he was one of the teenage mutant ninja turtles in the Michael Bay movies, and his his career, like like he got really screwed up because of that movie. And it's so good that this guy is like not only getting successful and like being he's such a good he's such a star. He's gonna be in the Fast and the Furious movies as a villain. Like I'm so happy for him. I love him.
1: Yeah, he was great as Aquaman. Anyway. I think he'll be. Yeah, I think he'll yeah, be,
2: sure, yeah. I think he'll be awesome in this. Yeah. and he's actually—he's like huge and ripped. Like he's gonna be a good guy to fight with. Yeah,
1: is he also related to Paul Walker somehow, or Vin Diesel? He's his evil cousin. Is is he is he Vin Diesel's long lost brother? No, bet, we already have. I bet had he's had
3: that one. I bet he's Charlize's brother.
1: Ooh, ooh, clear. Anyway, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> um. The whatever MonsterVerse movie coming out next that Adam Wingard is attached to has cast its first lead in Dan Stevens returning from the box. The gift. The, the guest. The guest. The
2: guest. So uh, Dan Stevens is great. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna say those, those some of those Godzilla movies don't have good characters. <laughs> just hey, <readle> me this.
3: <laughs> y- y'all, y'all just saw The Northman. Alexander Skarsgård's great. Wouldn't say it's a great character in Godzilla versus Kong.
2: Yeah, no, that's ex- literally what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I know I'm agreeing with you. So, oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I, I he's gonna hope, look, he's gonna look great.
1: I hope that what's happening is that Adam Wingard wants to kind of beef up the people versions because this isn't Godzilla vs Kong 2. This is going to be one of one of the other monster. So like, you don't have you don't have the expectations of just trimming the fat and just doing the fights. Like, you do want to try again. I think Adam Wingard is like cognizant of the fact that he wants to do that. He doesn't have it. He's like writing this on his own. Unlike the last one
2: okay i'm just happy overall i'm just happy that it's happening you know
1: yeah yeah me too oh, yeah, actually, I'm, really... i actually
3: i am also very happy and i'm glad dan stevens is in it i just
1: we'll see between that the powerhouse anime going to netflix about skull mm-hmm. island and the uh monarch godzilla tv show mm-hmm. hell yeah
2: a lot of godzilla content three Bye. more
3: three more projects in the monsterverse that's three more than we thought we might get after godzilla versus kong was uh leading up 100 not after
2: it was released but like when we were in
3: the lead up we were
1: like this is probably the end yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um dune part two oh my god cast emperor Sh- Shadam the fourth
2: yeah on my guy christopher walken wow Oh, wow. my, oh my god, y'all! This news broke my brain because, first of all, Chris Walken is like a national icon, but he he doesn't do dramatic stuff as often as he used to. He is mostly not to be mean. He's kind of like jokey. He's very jokey now. He's very fun. He's really leaned into kind of like Jeff Goldblum leans into who he is. Mm-hmm. So him being it's cast not, in a just just to say like Severance yeah. apparently is worth. Is a he watch in Severance? Yes. Oh, well, I didn't know that. He's, like, yeah, he's like okay.
3: He and John Turturro have a have a dramatic thing
2: apparently. Beautiful. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Um I like it's just such an unexpected casting. And it's not even like the biggest role, but this reminded me of you said John Turturro. Um this gave me like John Turturro in the Batman as Falcone, like unexpected an unexpected uh role from an actor. Like, "Oh, yes. I wouldn't expect this from you." So right. like he's going to be like I can't judging, even imagine it.
1: <laughs> judging by the caliber of actor that these movies have attracted so far. Christopher Walken is not out of left field
2: yeah. choice. That's what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause like you look at, you would never really think that a drama, specifically a drama would a star sp- Oscar Isaac and Christopher Walken.
2: A space drama. Oh my God. It's going to be so juicy. And and his daughter is going to be um, Florence Pugh. Yeah. Oh, It's going to oh. be awesome. I'm so, the movie's filming yeah. this year. My, I can't, I can't believe it.
0: I'm trying so hard to, I'm just gonna do it. You know, the spies. Yes, yeah. It. It's, it's
2: essential to travel in space because I got a fever for more space cowboy Have you guys seen Joe Dirt? Yeah. I
0: have. I That's okay. It.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it anyway, real quick. He's like, he says in there, like, you got me all wrong. I'm gonna stab you in the face with a soldering iron, and I replace it with, I'm gonna stab you in the face with a gum jabba. Um,
1: okay. That's right. He was in that movie for a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sparks, the after party, season two, apparently was not done casting mm. uh, because John Cho and Ken Jong have joined. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Very
2: Apple? interested. Apple?
1: Apple TV Plus. Apple TV. The after party is great. Um, mm. I like John Cho a lot. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is he the murderer? Do we start guessing now? Wait,
3: wait, no, way too early. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to get in on it quick. Want to get on the ground floor. Give me those scripts. Yeah. You gotta meet the uh, characters. And then the Teen Wolf movie. Tyler Hoechlin finally said
2: he is returning. Yes, I'm, I'm happy for you, Sparks. I know you wanted you wanted him back.
3: I did. I mean, like, uh, yes, I think it's great. He is one of the main pillars i think of why that show is good so is dylan o'brien but i respect o'brien's decision to not return um yeah. uh but i'm glad that Huckland
2: wanted to is dylan o'brien too big now is it, is no he need-
3: just said like he just said he gave a statement that i thought was very fair where he was like i did everything that i felt i should do with that character
2: oh oh yeah that's okay cool okay
3: He's, he was like i i don't think that there is anything more of value to to do with that character yeah. And I do so he's that. like he he said like no disrespect to the folks returning or, any, or anything like I don't think not just as an actor but like for the character itself I don't think there's anything more to ring out of him. Uh
2: yeah. he, he is uh the internet's fan cast for Nightwing and I I'm I'm behind it. I like yeah. Dylan O'Brien. I like I, him I like I like
3: him a lot. Um I think it's totally fair that he feels the way he does about like not wanting to 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 be fair there are a few characters who are returning who I'm like I kind of don't Know why you would, other than like just the, the the nostalgia of it, yeah. Um, why you would be bringing them back, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure they have a story in mind.
1: Speaking of actors returning, Scream Six, oh my, so god. Cre- oh my god, we want uh, you guys already know Hayden yes. Pantier, Hayden Pantier is I returning, were
3: freaking out.
1: Um, Kirby, right? Yeah,
3: yes, yeah. Kirby Hayden Pantier. Uh, long, long suspected by the fan base to have survived, screen four, <laughs> and then there was a little, little newspaper thing in Scream Five that that implied that she was alive. Um, we're getting her back. Oh baby, I'm so excited. She,
1: uh, was, she was my favorite part of Scream Four. Uh, She's so hi.
2: good. I don't know if like it was rumored or it was confirmed, but they said what like the synopsis of the movie, like a short synopsis of the movie is. And it's they're leaving Woodsboro. That is the plot. And they're right. they're putting it all behind them. So this is the first time that it's going to be outside of Woodsboro, which is awesome. Like, what are they going to do? Well, it's not the first light? time. Well, I mean, like, they're like, I think they're like leaving, though. Like, leaving, leaving. Like, no, you know, I get oh, Like, L- two two and three were not in Woodsboro. Is all oh, 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 oh. Like, my memory's terrible then. Never mind. They didn't it was come two, is in- when, two is where
3: Sydney's at college and three is in L.A. Oh, it just—they're sorry. The set is from yes, because they're using the same house. Because they're using yeah. the house in three as the you're set. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's as, a stab,
1: as as the stab movie. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, um, but
3: yes, it's cool that they're going to be leaving. I'm I'm so stoked for Kirby to be there. Oh my god, I it just I, I'm really excited me. to see her again. It worry it makes me worry that she's gonna. I mean that maybe, but like I'd rather get her back and lose her again than like not get her back at all absolutely
1: and we already know that courtney cox is returning as well um sydney's actor is nev campbell uh she says she wasn't coming back did she say that well she hasn't been announced but she said um
2: she did say something i don't remember the exact quote either
1: isn't it like if they if they kill her like if they kill her not gonna come
2: back That, that was different than her saying that yeah she said
3: that like you can't kill sid at this point yeah. So, like, if that was the plan, she wouldn't be in it. She wouldn't take part in that. But, like,
2: I don't think that's her saying, like, she's not in it. Right. Well, she hasn't been in I don't know. Sense. It could go either
3: way. It could go either way at this point.
2: It's just, it's so crazy because, like, that movie came out in January. And they're about to start filming the sequel. Like, they had, mm-hmm. they either already had that sequel in mind. Or there's, like, they were so hot off of making it. They're like, we got to get the, we, we have such a good idea immediately. It wouldn't surprise me if like they
3: were developing a an, another idea while they were doing it.
2: Yeah, like it was such a good idea. Like, oh, we need to continue. I
3: I can't yeah. wait for Ben to have to watch all these movies later. It's okay, all canon. talked
1: about we talked <laughs> about doing that in uh, Halloween, I think. Hell yeah, yep. it's yep. coming up. Uh, but yeah, I'm super stoked. I I I loved Scream Five Five Cream, so I'm excited cream. to see uh, Six Cream.
2: Scream? No, it doesn't. The six doesn't work as easy. <laughs> I um, just need
0: like to watch these moves. so now every time I see a ghost face I'm like
3: oh I know what that is
0: of bringing, bringing, back,
3: bringing back
1: Kirby is one of the best moves they could make honestly speaking about one of the best moves ever made I hope this works Doctor Who announced today mm. that David Tennant and Catherine Tate will be returning as the Doctor and Donald Noble
2: for the anniversary thingy for yeah. the 60th yeah. anniversary that's awesome Russell T Davies loves those guys Makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm. Ex- I mean, I'm really happy to see it because um, Donna uh, is my favorite companion, uh, and in the fiftieth, they brought back um, Billy and not Donna. Right. So now they can bring back Donna.
2: Doctor Donna.
1: I like. I like that he's saying. Uh, you know, is
3: is it a? Because Davies posted about it, and he's like, "Is it a flashback? Is it a side story you didn't know about before?" Is it a reunion? Who knows? And I'm like, cool, okay, <laughs> like it could be anything.
1: He's clearly having a good time uh, bringing these back. I
3: I would be fascinated if it's like them in the middle of their season.
2: Oh yeah, that'd be wild. Well, isn't it because it's been, again, it's like it's been a like way too long since I watched that. But like, doesn't she like become a doctor or something at the end? Yeah, she, so, so, and so she does. And her memory gets wiped. Yeah. Yeah. So it has to be like. Well,
1: he even <laughs> says like if she remembers she'll die right what is this what's happening and i'm like you're having a good time yeah, um yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i'm really stoked i love i love i love the tenth doctor he's my second favorite. i think
3: this is i think this is awesome specifically because um this is gonna have jody in it yes whitaker no
1: she's pregnant right now so she might not be able to do it oh
3: no i'm certain she's in at least a portion of it
1: i'm sure she, i mean she's got to be but like, I,
3: I was what i was gonna say is like because jody whitaker and david tennant want to play with each other so bad as the doctors that they that's why they both came and voiced the recent video game that came out edge of reality yes which came out in like the past year or so um they both want to play with each other so bad as the doctors because they have a good relationship with each other ever since being in um Broadchurch Mm -hmm. uh together and so like it would not shock me at all that we're going to get at least a scene with those two together
1: yeah i hope so um, it's unclear who else is coming back, but I gotta imagine like at least a lot, at least most of the the new guys are coming back. We'll
3: do see. you
2: think? Do you think we see? Eckie? Is it is it finally time to get Eccleston? Maybe. Do we see? Do we see Eckie? Does Eki finally show up? I that, hope so. That beef is squashed, baby. Come hey, on. Hey, he's doing those audio
3: shows. Yeah. He's happy that... about Doctor Who right now. Davies is there. The
0: beef is squashed. Say, I be. mean, if I had to guess for sure, comebacks for this anniversary it was gonna be tenant, but. Now I kind of hope for Eccleston. Just I felt. think he's well, the only one
1: I've watched. Well, I think you can get I think what I think realistically you'll probably make everybody happy if you get Eccleston to uh 14. Uh shooting Gatwa. um if you get if you get Eccleston Tenet... the modern uh, era Smith the modern era uh Smith, Capaldi, Whitaker, um like okay. if all of them showed up in the special, that'd be really bet my, cool.
3: Bet my bottom dollar Capaldi's back. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's uh um, he's so happy about uh the new the new guy, like
2: bet my bottom dollar. Yeah. And oh yeah, he's Scottish. Like I didn't know the new guy was also mm-hmm. like Scottish. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just really stoked for what we you know we could be seeing for the 60th anniversary. I'm definitely gonna check it out again because of Davies. Um and coming Back with like a really cool celebration of like my Doctor Who would be really cool. Yeah, and I'm excited yeah. to see David uh, to see David Tennant. It's I hope nice. I hope we get what one more point. I hope we get some of the classic ones, like um, some new actors playing the classic Doctors. Yeah, except for seven, he's he's okay. He's still alive. You can play. He can play him.
3: I and, saw a video.
2: Uh,
1: oh five, and f- five and four? up or up. No four is dead. Four is long Oh dead. yeah, he
2: did pass away, didn't he? Yeah, Jesus. Get Eric Roberts as the Master back. from that movie
1: you know what bring back paul mcgann you'll make me a very happy boy Mm
2: -hmm.
1: paul mcgann is my uh favorite yeah who knows is colin baker dead no i don't yeah look it up i'm pretty sure he's died i hope not let's see um so there's just the first three are dead if 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 he's not dead
2: colin baker is alive wow
1: (laughs) hmm you mean tom He's baker
2: 78
1: oh tom talking, Baker!
2: it's tom baker is the fourth
3: doctor and he tom is, baker is six he is alive okay and
1: so tom so baker?
2: F- tom baker is four
1: tom baker is also alive tom baker is both, four
2: both the bakers are alive yes
1: <laughs> um okay so you got four and up who are all alive bring that. them all back
3: Royal i thought flush. So. Well, because I was gonna say they should just bring Tom Baker back the same way they brought him in the fiftieth. He should just be the curator. The curator. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was cool.
1: That
2: was was fun. Yeah,
1: that was one of my favorite things because, like, um, it implied that he was still the Doctor. Like, he was just a future generation of the Doctor. Yes, that just decided to put on that face again.
2: Yes, it's really nice that like. Because like I know people have enjoyed Doctor Who even even now, but like with Russell T Davies coming back and getting a new Doctor and this anniversary all happening on the same time, there's like a buzz that Doctor Who hasn't had in a while. At least like on online, Uh, it's like people are jonesing for Doctor Who. Like it's 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 nice. I am I'm ready to catch up. Yeah,
3: I'm gonna do it, baby. I'm gonna catch up and I'm gonna see it all. (laughs) I want David
1: Bradley as the first Doctor again, please. Oh yeah, yeah. just have him and um and four through
3: eight. In the gallery where the curator was, and they're all just like having a conversation that the, the rest of them stumble into.
1: You could have a John Pertwee's kid play him, play him, play his dad. He he looks enough like him.
2: That's true. There you go.
1: Um, all right. Comic books. I used to read those. Did you used to read Spider Verse?
2: I love Spider Verse. Actually, it's coming yeah. back. Well, it's come back several times. It's Everything coming back happens
1: again. again. And again? Edge, edge of again? spider-verse this is, is returning another one so it's gonna be four issue uh miniseries five issue miniseries sorry written by dan slot and various others they didn't have a full list um it's going to be a new anthology it's going to introduce various new spiders as well as feature spider gwen um uh, spider man noir like they're popular so they'll be there of the new Spider-Man introduced in this in in this anthology are Night Spider, which is Felicia Hardy, who is bitten by a Spider. All right, cool. The Hunter Spider, which is Sergei Kravinoff, Kraven, Um bitten by some Spider. Some of the
2: designs. Uh, some of these designs are sick as hell. They look really cool.
1: And Spider Laird, it's kind of like a samurai-inspired one. Mm-hmm. Um, is the well? Sorry, Scottish. He's the first kilt-wearing hero, which is who is designed by. Um, Martin Cocolo, sorry, Mark Bagley and Chris Anka are the ones who designed the first two. Oh yeah, yeah. So each one is designed uh, by a different artist.
2: Ah, uh, I, I'll read these when they come to Marvel Unlimited because I only got away three months now, thanks to Marvel Unlimited's beautiful three-month desire. Uh, but like Spider Verse is obviously very popular. I'm always, it's always cool making new characters. You know, it's about time Felicia Hardy became Spider Man. Everyone else has.
1: By rex is another one i forgot to mention which is probably <laughs> double dinosaur bitten by the spider yes yeah um and this is going to lead into it's going to be it's going to lead into an event later in 2022 called the end of the spider verse so they're joking about how it's like all it, like even dance Law is like nothing ends in comics except for this this will end we we're gonna end this
2: we're definitely ending the Spider-Verse before the new movie comes out. Definitely. It's definitely it's, not going to lead into a new, different type of multiverse like Secret Wars ended. It's not like that's going to happen at all. Definitely not.
1: And then speaking of Spider-Man, though, Amazing Fantasy number 1000 is coming up. Wow. Um, it's going to feature the talents of Neil Gaiman, Armando Lan- Lanucci, this is his, his debut, Jonathan Hickman, Dan Slott, Hochi Anderson, Kurt Busiak, Anthony Falcone, Rainbow Rowell, and more, with art by Jim Chung, Olivia Coppel, Michael Cho, Terry Dotson, and more.
2: Those are all wonderful, wonderful, talented people. I assumed, and a lot of people did it, that because th- it said something amazing is coming soon, and you list a bunch of names, so everyone thought it was going to be a new Spider-Man anthology, because they're making tons. They got a Wolverine one, you got an Electra one, you got a Daredevil one. You know, everyone's doing it. It's just amazing 1,000, which is cool. That's cool. It's a, lo- it's, a- it's, a- it's a long time. I hear they cheated. I hear they cheated how they got there, but I'm not going to yell at them about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they haven't been continuously publishing Amazing Fantasy.
2: Yeah, unlike
0: um, Action Comics and, di- yeah, Action Detection. Well, here's
2: the thing. So they did just relaunch Amazing Fantasy because I bought the number one. It's by Kari Andrews, and it is like an old school, like, cool thing. But it's only like it just launched, like, last year. So it's not – they di- They launched, like, three issues just so they can get to 1,000, basically. Um. So I still think they cheated <laughs> – I don't. I don't allow it. I don't. I
1: don't care. It's kind of like how in um, Detective Comics' long publishing history, it was not actually published continuously. Briefly, there was a book called Batman and Family, which uh, basically replaced Detective Comics. They canceled mm-hmm. Detective Comics, did Batman and Family for about three years, and then s- did not tell anybody, but renamed it to Detective Comics, and then and then counted those issues back as Detective Comics issues. That's illegal. Uh-huh. So. They so, even
0: fudged it. So is Action technically the only one that truly has a thousand issues? Yes,
1: because hmm. it's the one that's been that has never been canceled ever, hell, and in fact yeah. went weekly for a number of
2: years. Hell yeah, good for you, Superman! You deserve it. You
0: know what? That, yeah, still.
2: All right, trailers. Oh oh, Trailer Park, Gotham.
1: What was that noise?
2: <laughs> oh oh it's oh a, oh, it's a it's, it's is that a, a car. A, no, it's a rap. It's a rap noise.
1: Oh um gotham knights had a gameplay demo that was about 13 minutes long it did i want to hear what you guys think about this one it definitely looks unfinished to me
2: so here's the thing um i think the person playing that demo was bad at the game Mm
1: -hmm. that's what
2: i think is what's happening because i don't suspect that the technically like the fourth arkham game is gonna have bad combat i'm not i'm convinced that arkham combat is good i'm not worried about that being bad i think the person playing the game was demoing it really really bad yeah um everything else i think looks really fun uh the problem is i am seeing a lot of avengers comparisons there is gear stuff it is a party system um it is a single player i mean it's not a live service game right it is like a thing with a story and stuff um And they
1: don't have a four-player co-op. They only have two-player co-op.
2: Yeah, so it is going to be like, um, there are going to be missions where you can choose two of the four, and then there's going to be missions specific, like, oh, this is a Nightwing mission to get something for Nightwing or something, right? I am 100% down for an open-world, multiplayer Batman RPG. That's for me. There's a lot of people that it's not for, and I get it. I know people don't like loot, uh i love changing my character's look it's like my favorite thing about injustice is making a 100 different skins for characters making them all look different so Mm -hmm. i am very much into this game i think the demo is a bad demo because the person playing it wasn't very good like you know in batman combat when you like like leapfrog back and forth between people and sometimes you can leap like across like entire sections of a map that's what was happening in this demo it's like that's just bad playing that's just not good performance um I think it's going to be great. I hope so. I hope yeah. so too. I think it's going to be good. I mean, it um, does not say
0: in-game footage. Footage isn't final, so they're still working on it.
2: Comes wow. out soon though. But game
1: like that—that that Arkham gameplay was so smooth, and I did not get that from this.
2: And yeah. and we've seen gameplay demos before where it was a lot smoother. I think yeah. the person. I think they picked a the really bad demo a section of demo to show i think they should have like had that person replay it or get someone else because like it looked bad like yeah,
0: i do agree with you ryan i was kind of bummed when i saw the pack that it's like yeah it's two player only i was like but i got my friends and then have like a whole squad of different back here of different uh bats or like sons yeah. daughters of batman's like knights knights ben knights, knights. 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 knights well like different th- gotham knights up in the awesome but at the same time
2: still having two players isn't the worst case scenario either. not at all no no, I don't think that's that. That wasn't a detriment uh, on my part if it sounded like it. Um I this, said it. It was. More... I don't
1: mean to. I don't mean to take the rap for you, Ryan. No, no, I, yeah.
0: I was thinking it was more of a. Oh, that's a bummer. And it's and and it's not, I'm not saying that. Oh, how dare they! I'm not gonna buy this game. It was like, oh, that's a bummer. But hey, at least I can still play with a friend of mine.
3: I I think. Oh, sparks real quick. What, what do you think about this one? It's definitely the least hyped I've gotten about the game as far yeah. as like them showing me something and how it's caused a reaction. It's not like oh, it's a deal breaker. It's, it was just yeah. like oh, I was more excited
2: before I watched this. See, I agree. And, like, I think of the first trailer that they showed, where they showed the Court of Owls stuff. They showed, um, they showed like, a, a quick section of Batgirl on the bike, and you go to, to Mr. Freeze's castle, which is a giant frozen castle, and there's lightning striking everywhere, and it's super cinematic. And that's what I know the game is going to be. This was a bad gameplay demo that I really think they shouldn't have released because every other instance of this game I've been really excited for. So, right. like, I, I like... I'm definitely I know I'm good at video games, so like I'm definitely not gonna have a problem that I think maybe this demo's had. Um again, like I think of that nightwing section of the dude just bouncing back and forth. Like, why not just focus on one enemy? This is this is a weird way to show this combat. Um also nightwing has a Fortnite glider. That's kind of weird. <laughs> it's a little weird.
1: Um anything else you want to add, Sparks.
2: No, I, I
3: like I, I agree with what Ryan's saying. Like it's very likely that this is this is just displayed poorly. Yeah. I don't know. West. It doesn't feel like it necessarily could should be taken as representative of the game, but like it's also like. Then why'd you release it? Absolutely. that's true.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Westworld season four.
2: Man, uh, it's I don't back. Know what baby. to think? I I I was trying to remember everything that happened last season. I'm like. There's I don't two people. There's two people. I'm like pretty sure you were dead. <laughs> 90, absolutely, but yeah. there are, there are indications in the trailer, um, that. Uh, it's, it's Rachel, Rachel, Rachel Woods' character. She's underwater. It looks like maybe she's being spoilers for a show you guys haven't watched. Four seasons in, I'm just gonna spoil it. Uh, it looks like she's being remade. Somebody's remaking her. Right. Um. For what reasons? We don't know. We know Maeve is involved. We see her child with the bees coming out of her face. That's definitely her kid. So yes. like, they're going back to the park. I feel we've been gone from the park for a while. So it's gonna be interesting why we're going back to the park. How it all leads back into who our new villains are. Um. The uh uh the man in black is out being murderous or something uh-huh. uh it's very interesting i am incredibly glad this is the direction westworld took instead of it just being like the crazy theme park like this is the future world this is future world now and i really love that because again it's just big bolt sci-fi um interesting to see where it goes this season i'll say that i'm very yeah. exci- I'm very excited that it's back though it's been an entire pandemic this is we watched that pre-pandemic it's taken that long it's taken like three to four years to get this new season it's crazy sparks
3: no, I agree. Sorry. No, I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly bewildered by the trailer, only because I'm like a little lost uh, in comparison to like what I'm pretty sure I remember of how season three wrapped up, and I'm like, okay, uh, don't know I what definitely... to make of this. I mean, like, I, I'm not worried about it. The show has answered things before, and while not every answer may have been satisfying overall, I was
2: happier. I was happy with the show. So yeah, uh, um... I will. The thing I do remember from last season is they definitely started bringing in a lot of other characters who were previously dead and then being used in new ways, like either like, like used by the villain or something else. So like, it looks like they're doing a lot of that this season too. And I'm like, I guess if you want to keep actors around, that's cool. Like, and it makes sense because they're all robots. So it's a yeah. little more forgiving than like, if they were real people.
3: Right. Yeah. Um, I am intrigued, not intrigued. That's not the right word. Ecstatic that um, Jeffrey Wright's character is still around. Because I was nervous that they were going to kind of take him out um, mm-hmm. after the the last season. But they just, like, weren't going to use him anymore.
2: Yeah. Alright, Unhuman. This, um, Unhuman. This, this is, is the zombie one? Yeah. This looks like a CW show. Yeah, a little bit, yeah.
3: A good point. There's some There's some things that, like, I kind of like the energy of it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I like the energy of it. It's not doing a lot else at the moment. That's making me go like, I need to watch this. But it seems like a fun zombie time. I believe yeah. it's a
1: movie, not a show.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a movie. Uh, yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't dislike it, but it definitely just gave me like young adult, like, kind of CW vibes. Like, we're looks okay. Looks okay. Doesn't look terrible. Uh... I,
3: I appreciate like the. It feels like one of the the rare zombie stories where like they know like the moment it's it's happening they know what's happening and they're they're just like oh, right we just got to deal with this uh
2: <laughs> it's very self-aware it seems like yeah yeah
3: yeah and i'm i'm into that
2: yeah sparks
1: i'm sorry to derail the whole episode for this but over your shoulder it looks like you have a candy ball machine can you tell me that that's not a candy ball machine
3: a candy ball machine i'm not even sure which thing you be like, fra- are
0: you over the, the
1: shoulder backpack? yeah it's oh a it's a backpack that's a backpack it's red <laughs> yeah it looks like a candy ball machine oh you yeah mean like it's those ball machines where you put a quarter and you get gum yeah
2: down? oh you you got too tiny of a screen my guy
1: <laughs> <laughs> um no i'm just really not sober um love death and robots season season three also had a trailer
2: so uh i haven't finished the first season of love death and robots but same but yeah, same. i'm here's pretty
3: same. sure we saw i'm pretty sure the second season trailer came out and i picked up
2: more of it and i'm like man, I'm going to, I'm
3: going to watch this because it's cool. And then I also still didn't finish it.
2: So, Mm. uh, and that might happen with a season three, but, um, let me find the thing that I took a picture of real quick. Um, I, if you, did you guys actually watch the show? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm just making sure. Uh, it looks stunning. Some of the things in here are truly stunning. I'm like, I forgot that like this is what this thing is. It's like really cool, like hardcore science fiction shorts. Specifically, I'm excited for this one. I'm gonna talk about the previous seasons because you guys might be interested. Uh volume one had uh directors from Kung Fu Panda and the season in volume two had uh directors from How to Train Your Dragon. They worked on the yeah. second season. So third season, it's David Fincher's animation directorial debut. That's why I'm gonna watch this season, because he helped he helped make the season. I just think it looks extraordinary. Uh there's there's one where there's uh conquistadors and and there's like a lady in water and i thought that was real for a second and then it's not real it looks insane there's a there's cr- there's a crazy astronaut like a uh, hallucinogenic chip that looks cool there's joe Manginello as a soldier fighting dracula's in a cave i can't wait to watch that one uh it's a giant crab there's a giant there's a pirate one dealing with crabs and like the animation is so gorgeous like i like i'm glad that season three is coming out even if none of us have watched it because it's like animation like this deserves to be to be seen and it's glad one. it's popular enough that it's getting a season three yeah. One eleven Emmys, that's incredible. And yeah, yeah I'm definitely gonna catch up because because like it looks astounding. Like this looks gorgeous. Love it.
1: Uh, anything else? No, I first... just
2: I can't. Oh yeah, no, nope. <laughs> I,
3: I I agree with everything Ryan just said. There's I one was
2: trying to say something. Ben? He said it won eleven Emmys. Okay. Oh. Um,
1: uh, first kill.
2: This also this reminds me the... of
1: the CW show. This, I, this I'm is in the show.
3: I'm into do Romeo and Juliet again with vampires, except it's ladies falling in love.
1: My only thing, my only thing real quickly, Ryan, is that I really like the premise of this, like a lot. I think it's a really cool premise. The girls, judging from the trailer alone, don't really have any chemistry.
2: So I also really like the premise. I'm getting hardcore Twilight vibes from this. Like hardcore Twilight-like, Like, the Edward and Bella looking longingly into each other's eyes. And, like, I think that some of the writing is extremely cheesy, which is fine. It's doing, like, young adult romance stuff. But, like, I just got, like, you're a monster and I'm supposed to kill you, but I love you. And, like, that's fine. It wasn't enough for me to want to watch it. That's me.
1: Yeah.
2: I want more, more like, I agree, Brandon. Like, the premise, I want more stuff like this. But, like, trailer didn't do it for me.
1: Yeah, the trailer might be just poorly made. Also, like, um, I don't mm-hmm. think it's probably a, the strongest trailer I've ever seen. I, I'm, I'm just, I am curious about it. Premise so alone, and Zara's gonna want to watch it so I'll probably catch it with her. But yeah.
2: What was it? What is it on? That's <laughs> Netflix. Netflix. Okay. I like. Yeah, I like it's when true. everything turns red for the yeah. vampire.
1: Girl. Yeah, that was cool.
3: They're um
1: cool stuff there. Yeah, there's some there's some interesting vampire stuff that they do in this trailer that I thought was was pretty cool.
2: It is. I do. Also, that. there's a giant demon. Yeah. <laughs> I do like like the warring clans of like don't put don't put your fangs out at me. Like 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 the uh mun- like the mundanity of like being a vampire and stuff and like that seems kind of cool. You
3: got you got the ice cold mom from Gossip Girl playing the ice cold mom vampire. So. doing
1: what she does. To be also, yeah, she's also she the does. ice queen. She's also the ice queen in Once Upon a Time.
2: Oh come on. Typecast it. Come on. Right? Ice Ice Baby. I Elsa's think
1: and- those are two different people. <laughs> oh. Can you look it up for me? yeah um
2: while we go to resident evil okay before i say my opinion on this the entire all of resident evil fandom hates this trailer like if you if you are someone who loves the the because i I looked at a lot of comments on the youtube uh thing and they're like why can't they just make a resident evil thing i don't get it like can't they just make the games what did you guys think about the trailer itself though ben i didn't see it Oh, oh ben that's okay
1: um I actually really dug it. There's two trailers. I, I don't know I don't know if you've watched both trailers. No.
2: I, I, I saw that they were both teasers, so I didn't I didn't I, I was fine. They're,
1: they're two different perspectives. So the one is the girls, um, and it's the kind of their perspective, and the other one is Umbrella and is, is Umbrella's perspective.
2: Okay. Yeah, um, you're
1: right. You're right. They're the same person. Oh, they are. Okay, cool.
3: You did it, Brandon.
2: Um, woo <laughs> um, uh
1: so Wesker. Uh, Lance Henriksen is playing Wesker, right?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so we get I, a lot
1: more of him in the second teaser,
2: yeah. so I wanted to bring up the fan stuff first because this is very much like Halo. This is not the games. This is taking inspiration uh and like the themes of what Resident Evil is and turning into something brand new. I think this looks awesome. this and existing me... and existing in the world of the games and existing in the world of the games while well, being simultaneously. yeah because
1: they because they talked about how the fact that like the games happened in this in this show
2: so i so what's incredible i love first of all i love always love dual narrative stuff it takes place in 2022 before bad stuff goes down and then 2036 when shit has gone down and you see like in the trailer it's like spoilers like these are the same characters that's really cool uh i love Waylon, yutani evil corporation pretending to be good shit that is my jam and that that is what umbrella corporation is to a t and uh the t virus T virus there you go as bad or good as some of those movies are they get that umbrella is a really shitty corporation that just wants to do the worst shit for no real good reason that's what umbrella is they're just a bad company there's uh, a
1: good line that Wesker has in the second teaser where he says um there's a this th- we have joy like the like we we created this pill joy that will cure depression and ocd and all it's like a cure all drug what's the catch it's got the T virus in it, and we, the T virus makes monsters. And someone's just like, "We should put that on the on the warning label."
2: Oh, of course, yeah. As like a joke, It's like yeah. as like a haha. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, first of all, how do they how do how do you get the T virus into that? How does that even work? I can't wait to watch the show. I love the like the opening of like it's all it's all great. New Raccoon City. Don't worry about old Raccoon City. What happened to the old Raccoon City? Don't ask questions. Don't worry about it. That's the vibe I'm getting from this trailer, and I love it. Like, Raccoon uh, Umbrella's like, we got it good. We got this beautiful community. Everyone's doing yoga together. Perfect community. Don't look in the basement. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I cannot, and they, and we know what happens because they show the future. Like, I love, I can't wait to see that happen. I think it's There's, a trailer.
1: We see a lot of the other monsters in Resident Evil, and I think yes. very faithfully done.
2: Yeah. Uh, I can't tell yet if they're fast or slow zombies because the fast zombies do exist in, in, in Resident Evil 2. Um, and it would be a fun change if they wanted to do that. To to make it a little scarier as opposed to the original games. But they also do have the monsters. Uh, they got the liquor, which is like just like, hey, that's the liquor. There you go.
1: There's a giant, I think it's in the second teaser also, but like there's a giant spider. So it, it, to me, it like really evoked um mm-hmm. what the game monsters tried to be in the early days. Like we're just making a giant horrible thing off the legs yeah. like a spider. And it, it felt like very much like that.
2: Yeah. Um, if you like obviously there's giant grotesque monsters. Um, but like in those, again, like like Brandon, like you said, those early games, it's a giant snake. Yeah. It's a giant it's, it's a monster yeah. dog. It's a it's a giant, yeah. There's a shark there's an evil shark in a laboratory. Um yeah, I I I this is like again, I this probably isn't the show that I would make, but it does feel to the core resident evil of this shitty corporation is gonna do anything to get to be powerful. And if it ruins the world, so be it. And like that's all I could ask for. I love it. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I think um Wesker as like the lead character is really cool. Because generally, like, Wesker starts as a good guy, then becomes just like a supervillain. And I bet we're going to see like his slow downfall into like how he became, like, he becomes a person who ruins the world. And it's about his daughters. Like, I'm I'm really excited about that. Yeah.
3: Sparks. I think it looks cool. I I like the look of the show. I'm hopeful we're going to have a lot of Resident Evil stuff that we need to talk
1: about in anticipation. Ben, you didn't watch it. Um, Okay. The Orville. New Horizons aka The Orville season 3. Yeah. I really like this trailer a whole lot.
2: It definitely yeah, more- gives me like more like I only watched like the first half of the, the first season. Um, <clears throat> but it looks like man they're still doing the thing that it's good at like being Star Trek but a little funnier.
3: Yeah. Yeah. More yeah, Orville, I- all the time more Orville.
2: I'm still mad at my- I'm still mad at myself that
0: just like Ryan and I watched like the half of the first season. I was loving it and then something else took took
3: over and I just completely dropped it every time I trailer. I'm not mad. I got great news for you, dude.
1: It's still it's there. right there. It's on it's still, there. <laughs> it no it's still there. It didn't go anywhere.
0: I just haven't gotten up and watched it yet. That's the thing. Every ben, time Ben do you
1: have an Alexa? Ben, do you have an Alexa?
0: Yes.
2: Alexa, turn on the Oroville.
0: She's not there.
2: <laughs> She's in the other room. Brandon, I have a confession to make to you about the Oroville. Huh. I don't think I like the ship designs of like their their main things with like the, the, the three butts <laughs> yeah I don't I I it's the middle part that I just it just gets to me it just gets to me I don't know why I wish I liked it it's a cool design it's just not for me I like it uh
1: obviously I have the well I would you. hope I would, so
2: <laughs> I would not I um, watching this yeah. trailer Brandon
3: Brandon, like, Brandon holding the toy of it <laughs> I don't really care for it
2: <laughs> it's just like when He's I see like, it holding- entering phaser zone the butt like it's, I, don't, I don't know like he's uh-huh. just
0: holding his his eagle moss orville figure is like yeah this thing
2: <laughs> sure. kind of sucks starts but eating this show sucks which <laughs> one's that one enterprise it's battle Galactica. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no but
1: um i was trying to say earlier cool. is
0: that when i see trailers like this it reminds me i need to go back and watch the orville all the way through so i can get ready and hyped for season three i
1: got right re- i got great news for you I know there is, there is <laughs> no Um there. It's just like all the other
0: 20 billion shows I need to watch. Brooklyn Nine-Nine being one of them.
1: I might go back and rewatch the second season. So I did really like that season. And I forgot some of the threads that we're picking up in this season. What it looks like with the K-Lon. Um, things like that.
2: Um, <laughs> I, think I, so, I think
3: I got to the second season a little late. So it's a little fresher in my memory. Yeah.
2: Um. W- uh what, what is the the first the first cat the first lady's name? Uh, she was in Ages of Shield, she's in the show. Adrian Pelicki. Adrian, Adrian, Palicki. Adrian Palicki. She looks suspiciously too much like Rebecca Romaine. So it looks like there's two people on this on like two different shows that look similar. Because <laughs> I've only seen the trailer for Strange New Worlds, and I see Rebecca Romaine. I'm like, is that Adrian Pelicki? <laughs> <laughs> um I really like
1: Adrian Filicky and uh, Seth Farlin together in that show. They're very good together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I quite like that show. We get to see um the the klingons the the white faced klingon guys i forgot their names yeah yeah um, yeah but we get to see them in kind of the ramifications of their their tentative peace after the war in the last season yes. um that's cool yeah i'm excited
2: they had that baby those those man babies those men had babies
1: and then um we see i don't know what i'm doing uh, yafit we get to see some yafit even uh, the actor passed away this year Nor norm
3: mcdonalds norm McDonald's character oh Mm -hmm. okay
1: that's cool he's the he's the green
3: slime that's talking in the
1: suit yeah that's right yeah um okay why don't we go into our book club then sounds like a plan Mm -hmm. book it. in case you were not here at the beginning for our live viewers uh, in case you forgot, because it's been two hours. Um, the um, We're doing the book club before we do the main topic, which will be a, a bearable way to Massive Talents. So we're doing this one. Book clubs. Ben, ben, I went through all of your names. Um, ben, take it away.
0: Yeah, so my book club this uh, this week, or my turn, is Ma- Boom Studios Magic, which is, of course, based off the card game, uh, Magic the Gathering. It's written by Jika McKay illustrated by Iguara and colored by Ariana Consani. I really hope I said that right. And the reason why I'm showing the back cover is because all my issues are the Hidden Planeswalker Variants. This Ooh. is issue one which is The Lord of Innistrad.
2: Ooh, they call those virgin covers? That's a good cover. Variant. They do! Nothing, there's, they call, nothing,
1: there's nothing virgin about that cover, baby. No, it's
2: true. No, Ben, if the wordless covers are called virgin covers. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not, I wasn't just being gross for no reason. Uh, okay. Yeah. I give myself a reason. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, I got. I mean, I have a bunch of these issues. So um, the book club is issues one through five, and I haven't read these yet. And I figured, you know what? It's a good. Way oh, to man, know. we got a
2: book club to do. I, yeah, I hope you know that. Yeah, That's I'm just I kidding because you said you haven't read them yet. I was joking. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was joshing you. You can't do that to him. I'm sorry.
0: As I was trying to say. I have not read them up to the point before I picked him for the book club, and this was unfamiliar territory for me. As you guys know, and as three of us, actually all four of us have, we enjoy playing the game Magic the Gathering. Some of us are probably more in tune to the lore than others. So I figured this was might be a fun little jaunt into the world of Magic the Gathering. And I wanna know what you guys thought, cause I actually, I kinda enjoyed it. It's not the best comic ever made, obviously, but it still, for me, was a fun little,
1: history, little one. Well, I'm gonna stop you right there. This is the best comic that was ever. No, I'm kidding. Um, show of hands, who knows anything about the Magic: The Gathering lore?
2: Ben, I'm actually glad you picked this book because if you remember uh, when this do book you really worked... sparks? Yeah, a little. Okay. When uh when this book was announced like a year ago, I specific- i, I w- or when the T V show was announced or something, I was like, I want to know more about Magic Lore because I love the game, but this is like one of the few card games, you know, Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh! the I I've seen animes, they have stuff that's out there. Magic doesn't have anything. This is like they don't have an animated show or a movie or anything. They just have the card game. So yeah, getting this lore, well they have mean, but I mean like things people actually do, Ben. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> people don't read,
2: Ben. <laughs> 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 they do have books yes um but but, but brian's right i uh, no but you like, know what i mean
1: not everyone's picking up a book to get to understand magic lore magic right. in the gathering was a very popular game when i was a kid i i did play it i just don't know anything about it um and so like it was very confusing to me because i also played Yu-Gi-Oh, which came from a show magic didn't come from anything so it was kind yeah. of this interesting uh phenomenon that kind of sprung out of nowhere I mean, really, magic comes from inside us all. But
2: it's true.
3: Uh, all right, so Ben, Parks, uh, ben goodbye. Ben,
2: I want to talk about this book. Oh, bye, Sparks. Oh. <laughs> Sparks <was gone. laughs> I'm, I'm going to pretend that I saw the movie. Uh, ben, uh, I think I like this book more than you. I love this book. I think this book's incredible. Uh, good. Because, because um, I, anytime I am I am transported to a new world, whether it's fantasy or sci-fi. Uh, I expect there to be lots of, lots of nouns, lots of verbs, lots of like everything you got to explain to me because it's all new, right? You know, you got dragons, wizards, you got to explain all that shit to me. I love when a good writer is able to distill exactly what I need to get me the story that needs to be told. Mm-hmm. We are being introduced to Planeswalkers, the multiverse, all this shit, the guild, all this stuff, so much stuff. I was not confused. Uh, maybe the first issue. After the first issue, once all the characters are established, once the mission's on. Uh, mm-hmm. This book reminded me of the prequels so much, so much. The Star Wars prequels. It's about it's about a dark Jedi, uh, and there's like a plot to destroy the Jedi, and you need to send Jedi's on a quest to find like the Dark Dark Lord. Like heavy prequel vibes. I really I really enjoyed the characters. Jed McKay is such a talented writer. I know his work for Marvel mostly. He's done a lot of great Marvel stuff. Um I just found the world really fun. And when you don't have a limit, like, cause, cause again, this is kind of like its own, like you could do whatever you want. Magic doesn't have, it's not like it has a hundred movies. It just has the cards and maybe the books. Uh, you could do whatever you want. Uh, I found it really engaging. I found it really fun. I think the art's incredible. I think it's really imaginative. If you're not into like hardcore uh, genre fantasy, I could see it not being for you. But if you are, I think this is an excellent read.
0: Yeah, One of the things that, what, cause when I read issue one, I was kind of bummed that we weren't introduced to any planeswalkers that, you know, like the planeswalkers that we get when it's like when the new 20, when the new yearly um, packs get released, we like, you know, the planeswalkers are like the, the, the main deck for the beginner's decks, you know, like mm-hmm. um Pyra, um, uh, the white main, the lion dude. And of course, Jace, Jace is in the book, but he's not a prevalent character. And as I was reading our three planeswalkers story, I was more invested in theirs. I'm like, yeah, screw the other guys. I want to find
2: out what these three are. I love these three. Uh, I knew who Jace was simply because I knew that I've seen his card before. But that didn't put any more, he's more important than any other character. I didn't give a shit about Jace as much as any other character like all these are fresh new characters to me it's like it's like a brand new world so like uh the, when he showed up once and like we got a little bit of like okay that's all i need from that character i wasn't expecting anything more from him because he's more important to the lore because i don't know that right mm-hmm.
1: i actually expected him to come back i know nothing i didn't even know that was a character from the cards or whatever mm-hmm. um and the kind of the way he's written off always kind of, kind of felt weird to me yeah i was like i feel like this character was set up to kind of come back for like a triumphant win I will um, say also, maybe he does late because this is an
2: ongoing, maybe he does later. Uh, so we did read five issues. This doesn't read like a arc. This reads, I think like this is like one long arc because this doesn't really have a, a finale to this. Yeah. To, to this arc. Speaking as a person who read issues six and seven.
3: Yes, this just kind of goes on. Yeah. yeah. So it did not just stop here. Mm-hmm. I want it to keep going, but like I ran out of time. I, I also want to keep after
0: I finished reading issue five, I was like and seeing the look on that on that um pyromancer's face, I was like, yo, I want to know who this dude is. I like re- and I have a bunch of, I still have a bunch of issues uh magic. I put magic on my pole and I just kept buying them because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to really enjoy this. And I do, and now I'm like, yo, I want to find out what's going down. I want so, to see like,
2: what shit is, when it's hitting the fan. Like the imagination that's happening in this book is like insane. Because, like, I don't know how much of this, again, is, like, it's not all from the cards, like, whether it's from the books or not, but, like, the way they talk about the multiverse and how they travel and the way that they dream and how planeswalkers interact with all of it, and they're able to do it like it's nothing. Like, it's just, like, it's just like they, can, they can just multiversal travel... Uh, it's really cool. The way that they deal with like their inner self, like when they're using the Force, I'm gonna try to pull up this page, and you're not gonna be able to see it. It's a gorgeous. Oh, it's not gonna work. It's a gorgeous, <laughs> a gorgeous. You know what I'm talking about, Sparks? It is a gorgeous it's... splash page of oh, how yeah. they, how they all internally uh, concept what the multiverse looks like to them. It all looks different to them. Like every time they they do their magic, it looks different. The type of magic that they're using. So like the the uh, the tech guy, it's all machines. The ghost girl, it's all spirits. Uh, the decay the, the the Medusa lady it's all like it's all uh like unleash decay- the storm unleash hmm. the storm yeah um I think like the imagination on display here the 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 fire mind, the gu- the the guild priest who died reincarnated into a dragon and now he is like the guild master that's the coolest shit I've ever seen I love it I love so it. shit when
0: I when I first got the planeswalker variant and I got the, the guy from Innistrad, I was like oh man I'm definitely gonna get these and then when I open up issue two, which is our one of our main ladies. She's my favorite. I love her, but I love bad bitches. I, I love it. She is my absolute favorite. I adore her now. I like the other two a lot, but she is like, yo, I like
2: her. She also, She's also a pirate lady. Yeah. The second I saw that she's like, oh, she's not just like the goddess of like this decrepit land of all of her bug men. She's also a, an ex-pirate lady. Come on.
0: I don't know who <laughs> she is, but she's also a badass and I, lo- and I love her. I don't okay. know who she is, but I want to know who this character is. And I kind of uh, like
2: my favorite line, uh, because the uh, the 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 Medusa lady has a thing with Jace, right? But with Medusa's, uh, uh, the you get turned to stone if you look at her eyes too much, right? Gorgans. Or she Gorgons, thank you. Or like she can obviously control it. But um, so like, what is it with you and Jace? And she's like, you know, I can kill with a look, and I often do so. But knowing that, Jace has never been afraid to meet my eyes. Not once, I'm like that's romance, baby. And there's like this <laughs> super, super hot drawing of Jace looking back at her, and she's like, Oh my, um, just really good character stuff.
0: So, one of my favorite scenes happens in issue four, and it's this one, uh, we're okay. all so it's all three oh, of yeah. them. Where the uh, guildmaster of a house that they accuse, House Demir, which is like the guild of secrets and stabbing and assassinations and all, oh, that, stuff, all that stuff, the guildmaster goes into their dreams and tells all three of them at the exact same time. It's like, "We got wrecked. We're hiding right now. Mm-hmm. Shit's gonna go." I know worse.
1: who it is. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Uh, so good. So uh, yeah, the uh, that guildmaster, the guildmaster of like thieves and assassins, he has such a great line too. He's like. My whole job is to be a deceiver, to be a liar. He is Loki. I am the Lokiest of Loki guys. So imagine then my irritation when I suddenly need to be believed. That is so good. That is a that is a like a page turner of a line. I'm like, Jed McKay, you got it going on. Like the, I I I love this book so much. I'm so, so glad it's an ongoing. I could pick it up myself. So one of the things that I know when I love a property
0: or a, when I'm experiencing it's like going back to my final fantasy concert when i was at that concert i got the jonesing to play some final fantasy Mm -hmm. reading this i got the jonesing to play magic i want to go out i want to find some more cards i want to build some more decks and i want to i want to get back into playing magic Mm -hmm. and reading this book and i now i'm glad i'm still picking this book up because i want to find out how the story ends i want to know how this mystery is unsolved and it's like this is some like you're right the the um um, the guy, the the Lord of House Demir, the assassination guild, and he that line you just said where he's like, I want I need to be believed and it sucks. It's like, that is I a, hate it.
2: That's a, such a good line. He's just, uh, it's like a really good character. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. Uh,
1: I was I want Sparks to talk because he hasn't had a chance yet. Neither have you. Why don't you go? Mm. I, I've said my piece. I, you know, I like this book. Um, I really like the art, but it, it didn't really click with me. That's really all I have to say about it. Outside of just kind of like chiming in whenever you guys bring a point, I didn't really. I liked it, I, I just didn't love it.
2: Yep. It's totally good. No, I, I definitely, yeah. This is more of a me book, like a lot of things I personally connect with. Yeah,
3: but I, really to I had a hard time. I had a hard time getting on board with the trio of characters for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not like getting on, getting on board with isn't like just like connecting. I guess mm-hmm. like they just kind of were. For the first issue, they feel very much, like, just generic to me. No,
2: I agree. I agree with the first uh, issue, yeah.
3: It starts to unfold better with the second issue and then going on. Like, the art was always top-notch, but, like, it took a little bit for me to warm to the characters. Um, there's also, like, a just a level of... And you have to, because it's the world, it's how it's set up. But, like, the distrust between them just creates for some, like, really, like, okay kind of beats where I'm, like, all mm-hmm. right, right, you know, like pretty much shit on everything that any of the others do at any point in time for a while understood yeah. and then they kind of get on board with each other and I'm like okay now I'm rolling with you now I'm now I'm mm-hmm. here um and and that that dynamic couldn't come soon enough for me <laughs> um <laughs> but but aside from that like I I like a lot of there's a lot of cool concepts um the uh Kaya's world um where she laughs at um Vrashka talking about not feeling like the sky will fall on them and she's like wow it's really funny you say that because that's literally what happened in my world mm-hmm. um uh like some no no you you yes. finished your thought you finished your
0: thought. no
3: just like uh, I thought I thought that um obviously I read two more issues past this so like obviously I was I was into it I wanted to see there is a a ending of a sort in issue seven mm-hmm. um and then more is left open but like um, studios doesn't really collect
2: their trades very well yeah
3: it's in what's happening here is the church the the hospital Mm -hmm. the cult that's in the hospital that part the specifically the hospital part is resolved by issue seven sure uh but there's still stuff with this god
2: Mm -hmm. that's like the overarching thing it feels like yes
3: exactly and that's still there and like there's a big queue up for like how that's going to unravel next um but they do some really cool stuff uh firemind gets involved in the in the fight for the hospital yeah Um, they do a lot of cool stuff honestly you guys should really check out issues seven um um, they're
0: they're uh, on my uh, dresser i'm gonna be reading it but another another line i really liked is like because you're right sparks there are like in the middle books they're still kind of just very distressing of each other like from issues two through two three and parts of four maybe they're very kind of like uh but one when they started to come together is when they especially in issue five when they're hopping to different planes like Mm -hmm. um, uh, jessica goes to innistrad and blows werewolves and then when he meets them all back in dominaria He's like, "Hey, I blew up."
2: It's like, "I killed an info of werewolves," and they're like, "Nice!" They're like giving him props. Finally, I got, I, I got, I got the exchange here because I think it's really funny. Real quick, sparks. He's like, "You know, I blew up an info of werewolves." Jealous, and then the snake lady, uh, the Medusa, comes in. She's like, "Hey guys, what's up? Good fortune." He blew up an infall of werewolves. No way, really? It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's cheeky. Yeah, no, it's there's good stuff.
3: I think issue five is also a good example of like, I like that issue. I thought that issue was paced out weird in a way that I had a hard time engaging with like t- the timeline it took a little bit for it to click like we're here now we're here now we're here now we're there uh with the way just issue five was laid out i think i just would have kind of preferred it was different so there's mm-hmm. occasionally layout things uh notably like the first issue i wasn't hot on any of our three characters except for Vroshka because and it was specifically the moment where vrashka, vrashka like shows that she has emotions towards jace that They yeah. layered that in from the first issue. I'm like, okay, so there's something here with this character. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all get they all start to unwrap unfold pretty nicely. Yeah. I would um, definitely I really say... go ahead. Sorry,
0: I, my apologies, I thought you were done. I would definitely say the first issue is the weaker, is the weakest of the issues of the issues, which is a bit of a bummer because that's the the, the first issue should be the hook to really get you in. It's, it's just
3: doing so much exposition world building, heavy stuff. lifting yeah. mm-hmm.
0: i mean when if when you're bringing in a franchise like magic where there's like so many different planes that exist and so many different lores ladies rules characters multiverses <laughs> yeah multiverses its entire multiverse and the, you have these planeswalkers these people these beings who can literally hop skip and jump from one to the other with no problems whatsoever it's like damn there's a lot but at the same time once issue two started rolling, that's when I realized, like, okay, well, we're picking up steam here a little bit. I had to reread issue one. And I'm like, damn, that's a lot of words. And then I'm Word... in issue. Go ahead. Then I'm in issue two. I'm like, okay, now things are getting better. Like the blurbs weren't so like in your face; they're more like streamlined. Especially when we meet the other uh,
2: uh, members of the Guild Pact. Oh yeah, see, I love reading. I'll read. I'll just give you turn this into a book. I'll read it. Oh shit, they exist already. were there
3: there more uh alternatives for like a jumping on point to do like magic the gathering in a in this kind of medium i would probably not recommend this one if there were more alternatives but there aren't Mm -hmm. so i'm like yeah go ahead and dive in here it's just like it's very dense i don't know that it's necessarily the best way to enter the world of magic for everybody yeah um, that's, i that's think for, like i got on board ryan obviously got on board but i i don't know that it, i would say it's like it's a good good baby's first magic the gathering like in general like anybody can get in here and i'm like hmm, maybe not quite um it I'll, might be a little I'll, steep
2: yeah uh almost in a way i would also categorize that almost like as a positive because it won't hold your hand and it's not gonna like it's not gonna be what's the right word it's like it's not gonna be like soft or easy it's not gonna be a soft easy read so there's no like you're not actually learning anything about the world like i think i would personally rather get more more in-depth stuff than just like oh it's a cool dragon i'm not i'm
3: not trying to say it as a negative what i'm saying what i what i mean by that is just like it's more just the dearth of alternative jumping on points that makes it like hey you know like this
2: is going to be a little hard probably for most people I, i will say i think the people who and this isn't everyone, obviously, but the people who want to choose to read a Magic the Gathering one, as opposed to, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! or, like, Pokemon, I think they kind of know what they're getting into, though, as well. Because Magic is definitely a more, not mature, that's not the word, because, like, kids play it, but, like, yeah, I guess mature, I don't know what other words, like, a little more, like, like not as kid-friendly, a little more, just, say, like, out
0: there, really, whereas, out like, there. I mean, even though, I mean, even though
2: Yu-Gi-Oh!, I mean, it's if you a little look bit at, more like,
3: complicated than,
0: complicated? Like, Yu-Gi-Oh!
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe that, yeah
0: yeah maybe, like yeah maybe i mean i'm uh, yeah i
3: don't I, I don't think it's a bad thing i just think that like it, it's dense like you got to it's more gotta, dune like, it's more dune than star wars yeah and you I, gotta I, get yeah, yeah. you gotta get on board with a lot of things very quickly yeah. uh to engage with the story and that's not bad it's just a factor um oh it's just it's, it's
2: asking a lot of the audience absolutely because there's
3: definitely people who like marty who i think would be down to check this out just know like it's dense marty it's it's dense it takes a little bit to get into um but i think it's well written overall um and i like i I like the concept of what they're doing i like the uh the fact that they want to like out and out go after the hospital but they can't because like all of the people they're like dude do you want to cause an uprising like what are you doing it's the (laughs) only place where like they feel that people like most people feel like they're cared for you can't just like go after them. Thank and you, then the Marty, Valkyrie, agreeing with the, Val-
2: the Valkyrie shows up. She's like, "You can't do this. I hate fighting."
3: Yeah, right. Um, I know the name. Uh, here, God. Soon, Guildmaster.
0: Soon,
2: mm-hmm. everyone will. That's 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 a good that's a good yeah. I um, want to
3: spotlight three exchanges that I really liked. One is. Um, our our tech uh planeswalker talking about fire mine, the dragon. Um, and he's like, he may be a genius, but take it from another genius. We're stubborn, his mind is made up even if he's wrong, which is really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the part where Kaya is jumping into the world of just the dead souls that are everywhere across the desert. Egypt. Um, yeah, and she says, <laughs> A place where death is not a release, but eternal bondage. May some god have mercy on you, even as yours have failed you.
1: It's a pretty good one. I like that yeah. one quite a
3: bit. Yeah. And then uh and then there's the part where Kai is like I kind of can't deal with uh uh Captain Vrashka's tropical getaway. She's smiling now. Smiling <laughs> and Vrashka's like, "Yeah, I should take you there. A swashbuckling rogue like you would be right at home among the pirates of of Jalen. And Kai is like, "See, what is that? What is this?" <laughs> and that's where I the characters really start to shine for me, which is why I wanted to keep going because at that point I really really was engaged with them.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh Again, you're probably it's probably not going to show, but when that um, when the, the the king of the assassins is, is talking to them in their dreams, you're not going to see it. Yeah, you're going to see it. Uh like there's there's you like you see her pirate ship, but then you see in the tech dude there's two mechs fighting. There's two medieval yeah mechs fighting, and one's got two heads. And I'm like, yeah. man, it's just like that's just like a throwaway panel that that dude probably took so long to make. And I'm like, God, I like artists. They-
3: they art do a very so they do a very good job of the visualization the art is so good of of the different worlds that they come from and the fact that they travel across these different planes um of existence and and how that can lead to such different and various backgrounds for all of them
2: yeah uh almost in a way like ha- like mm, i guess like fantastic beast i don't know why that's where my brain first went but like I love that we just were introduced to so many new things, and it's like, welcome to this place. Here's what it's known for. Here's this thing. Here's what it's known for.
1: I felt like Arcane, actually, a lot of it yep. insp- could have inspired I a guess lot you. of
2: this, mm-hmm.
1: or the other way around. I guess uh, the other, oh way,
2: yeah, because way this came out last year.
3: Yeah. Um, but like magic itself inspiring Arcane. Oh, oh, sure. sorry. Of yeah. course, yeah, the books um, that we
2: that we all love. Yes, right.
3: Inspiring <laughs> League of Legends, and there you are. Um, I I will say, uh, issue six. Uh, which you guys did not read um, at the end of issue five, you meet the lady uh, who thereafter who will have a history experience. You get her flashbacks of her encounter with this stuff previously. Mm-hmm. When you see it, it's intercut with like what we've seen so far art wise, mm-hmm. but her flashbacks mm-hmm. are a totally different art style. Um, oh, cool. It's very cool um, and unique. And I enjoyed it. And, uh issue seven is the the battle for the hospital
2: and it's real cool. Hell yeah. How many cool. Ben do you know how many issues it's up to? Fourteen. Fourteen? Okay, cool. Reset. Yeah, fourteen. That's 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 like seven trades for Boom Studios. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they they turned the twelve issue uh, miniseries into three volumes.
2: It's terrible. That's okay. They do. They
0: with, yeah. uh, Archie did the same too when they were in control of the Sonic franchise. They were going to do worlds combined
2: into three trades. And then they canceled
0: the third and it pissed me off.
2: But that's, oh, remember we're that story. we Hedgehog yeah. on now. We're talking one, about- one final thing. Uh, this book also reminded me, uh, it once only one specific scene reminded me of The Warriors, the 70s movie, The Warriors, where different gangs control New York City. And one gang has to get through the other gang. There's a scene where our group of heroes has to go through, like they go through a bunch of carnival people. And there's like the carnival people stop them. They're like, Hey, get out of our turf. And, uh, and then Vraska just throws a knife through one of their necks. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know this was a violent comic. And she's like, let's fucking go you guys. And I'm like, Oh my God, our team is ready to get down.
3: I (laughs) see you Ryan and all the Vraska people out there this evening.
1: I see you.
2: (laughs) Listen, uh, she's the best character. Great. This one
1: goes out to all the Vraska lovers
2: out there. (laughs) Yeah. uh (laughs) Cool. Medusas, You cool Gorgons. Yeah. Um, Dude, I'm, I'm so glad you picked this book, Ben, because again, like, I've wanted to get into Magic's lore, but like, I'm not going to read those books that I didn't know even existed. I was going to wait for the show that was, ended up being canceled. Uh, so, this is great. I'm going to, I'm uh, adding it to my pool list that I don't have yet. I'm looking forward to continue reading. I can't wait to catch
0: up on it. And it makes, it makes me uh, really want to play Magic more. And I w- would love it if you guys would like to play Magic with me because my Magic buddy unfortunately moved all the way to the East
3: Coast. Well, I moved six hours, so I'm also, I can't help you. <laughs>
1: You never come to visit, so f you.
3: I'm still nearby, but Ben doesn't contact me to hang out.
1: I get it, then. Yeah, sure. Podcast friends,
3: sure. Just guilt wow. me. Why
1: don't you? Jeez. <laughs> kidding, watch, kidding. watch the Orville. Um, <laughs> ben, I got good news for you. <laughs> the Orville's still there. Okay, Ryan. Hey. Chipbook club next week. Do you know what it, it is? is?
2: I do. I do. I do. Hold on. I do.
1: You got <laughs> something? No,
2: I definitely. I I thought I took another picture, and I guess I didn't. That's okay. Um, so I'm gonna pick five issues. Um, uh, next week we're gonna do a four issue original graphic novel. Oh, I, oh, I wanted the preface to saying real quick. We, every once in a while we do a bunch of modern comics, and my eye starts to twitch. So I got to pick something that we, before we were born, or I freak out. So I'm picking from 1989, Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom: Triumph and Torment, the original graphic novel by Roger Stern and art by Mike Mignola, one of his few Marvel works. Can't wait to read that.
1: The Roger Stern? Does, does
2: are you thinking of Howard Stern?
1: I'm thinking about Howard Stern. <laughs> ah,
2: yes! <laughs> nope, Roger Stern is a classic comic writer. writer. Um, <laughs> So that is a four-issue uh, original graphic novel. Uh, we are also going to add one issue that's just a fun, fun issue. Doctor Strange, Sorceress Supreme, number 46. That is from 1988. That is a Infinity War crossover where Doctor Strange, Doctor Druid, Scarlet Witch, and uh, 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 what's the old lady from from the WandaVision? Agatha? Agatha. It's all of them teaming up to do some Infinity stuff. It's just a what, fun little- What was the number of that 46. issue? 46. 46. 46 is correct. 1988. So actually, sorry. Read the read the the single issue first because that came out in nineteen eighty eight. Then read Triumph and Tor- Torment, which came out in nineteen eighty nine. Cool. Five issues in total. All right. Doctor Strange. It should have been last month, but I but you know, it shit happens.
1: Yeah, we don't just don't think about it. Nope. Um. Okay. That's that's a wrap on Ryan. Hey. Because we got to do our main topic now. Real Ryan. Quick.
2: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. And listen, are there actual like spoilers? Is this like a movie that has spoilers?
1: Uh, yes. there's one element that. Yeah, I would say. Okay. Yes. Okay.
2: Just curious, because like I figured it'd just be kind of like like a fun, like a good, but like no like crazy things happen. But like I'll find out later. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, all right. So Ryan, we'll see you Bye. next time.
2: Siri, end the broadcast. Bye, Ryan.
1: Well, let's go into our main topic. Full spoilers for the unbearable weight of massive talent. Nicolas Cage's new film, Pedro Pascal. Full spoilers. You've been warned. Yep. What we think about this? You've been warned.
0: You've warned. Ben. Oh, I guess I'm going first down. Um, I enjoyed this movie. I had a blast. I'm not so sure if I love it though. That's the thing. I really, I don't have a really big negative to say about it. But when I was leaving the theater, I was like, man. That was a good movie. That was fun. But I wasn't like... It wasn't like the Northmen where I was like, man, that was that movie was so great, or it wasn't even like a Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. I know those are all three of those are completely different films and they're alright, but coming out of uh, Unbearable Weight, I was like, I had a good time. I'm glad I saw it, but at the same time, it's was like, I mean, if I didn't see it, then I probably wouldn't have been that upset about it, if that makes any sense.
3: Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I had a really good time with it. I think it's pretty solid, but I do think it fumbled its way to the finish line.
1: Sure. Uh, I really like this. I thought it was very funny. Um, yeah, that's basically it. I just had a good time with this one. It's like, for me, it was like a good vibe. Like Nicolas Cage is just kind of hanging out with him. There's a lot of like hit how Nicolas Cage is putting in like a lot of his love of cinema. Like he's like, what's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, that's one of those possible questions. Cause like, it depends on your mood, depends on the thing. I really like that. Obviously, the Paddington uh, joke really landed for me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then cut, moving that into the end of like the um, that's the that's the movie that that he bonds with his daughter. I appreciated yes. that.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I think that there's an amount of the script kind of being a, saying that they're aware of it. I think the kidnapping element starts to hurt the movie after a certain point. Yeah yes i do um i I think yeah sure um i think i think that um once you get to a certain point in the kidnapping story in the third act like it's a it's just a different film um Mm -hmm. i don't think that we're playing to the arc of what we were setting up in the first two acts as much yeah um like the first act tells me that a part of what this story is supposed to be about is Nicolas Cage changing his relationship with his daughter specifically. Um, Or with how he he balances his passion with being a father. Mm -hmm. And the third act doesn't actually do anything to change Nicolas Cage in that respect. Mm -hmm. Like, he saves them, which is cool, and everybody would appreciate that, but it's not like that's him changing how he behaves with her. Granted, like there's the not going to the premiere party to spend time with them, offering for mm-hmm. her to pick something to share with him. That's there, but it's there's not a come around. Like the things that he does in the third act are not things that are actually in service of fostering that change. Right. Uh, I think it's all the more damning of his mentality at that point when he has Nikki in that last uh, moment with Nikki say um, where he says to Nikki, I have to go do this because she has to know I fought for her. It's still about him. It's not about her. Yeah. It's not about saving her. It's about that. She has to know I tried. Yeah. I think my, are, are you done with your thoughts, Sparks? Or you I still? mean, there's a lot I can say about like what, what I feel about the third act. Cause it is the thing where I'm like, I, I, I think that the film is so brilliant up to that point that it is like, Something went went off the rails a little there. Okay. Go ahead, though. I'm sure I'm going to circle back on it. Yeah.
0: I want to say, I think my biggest negative is actually the last scene with Nikki. Because, like, when we first see him in the movie, he's like a younger, <laughs> obviously, it's a, a DH Nicolas Cage. And. There and that's like his his movie star side. It's like no, the his the driving force is like no. You have to be a movie star. You're not just an actor. You're a movie star. You have to star in these films. We have to get you, we have to get you into doing better into bigger films, bigger blockbusters, yada yada yada. And then it turns out that that's the thing that's been holding him back with this relationship with his daughter. So in the last time where we do see him, were essentially Nick Cage like our Nick Cage doesn't really look at himself in the eyes like no I want to do this for my daughter I want to do this for her not for me for her I think there was there could have been like um a looking inside moment that where he faces his own inner demons Nikki being the inner demon oh, and
1: don't, just... don't they... wait hold on am I misremembering don't they have a scene where he confronts his movie star side and like what? says no I'm gonna do this for Nikki
3: well, kind of like kicks him down again well, that's that's, that's that's the whole point is we're talking about that that same moment is that the thing is that he doesn't make that uh, assertion. He doesn't say that I'm doing this for her. I'm doing it so she knows I tried to do it, oh, which remember. is a different statement. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a statement about the self more than it is about her.
0: Yeah. Um, he's still be- even though he's doing a selfless act, he's still being selfish.
1: That's the spoiler, by the way. There's DH Nicolas Cage running around in this movie. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was- I didn't think that was a spoiler. That was in the trailer. No, it's 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 not like now that you've seen the movie, yeah, it's that you yeah. notice it, but it's not what we thought it was. No, for sure. Like
3: I thought, I thought it was him, like dressing up in makeup. In, yeah, me too. And, and like doing a performance for Javi when the yeah. trailer was out. That's what I thought it was. So I didn't, but, I didn't see this interpretation coming. I like this. Me too. And it's cool. That's the thing is like, because I'm gonna praise it. I'm gonna praise like the front half a lot, and I really need to stress I because like I I know how it can sound especially when i started on negative but i started on negative because i like to end positive um uh i I like so much of the first two acts of the film that it it's only like i don't know i saw this a few hours ago and the third act has just like worn slowly down on me where i'm like man i just i feel like we missed we missed greatness right we ended at good and we missed great and like clearly the first two acts of this film set me up like greatness was achievable here and mm-hmm. I don't think we co- quite got there and there's something there's something about like Michael and I talked talked in circles around like the different ways that the execution of this particular beat was could have been changed to like reflect what needed to happen for the story that like there's something about the way that they go into even though I think it's cool visually the way they go into the actual fake film of what you've watched so far
4: mm-hmm.
3: the snippet that we get Feels ill-placed um, For example One option I posited to Michael is that When he has that last confrontation to Nikki, it You could have done it there Once he comes out of that confrontation After he sees Tiffany Haddish's agent down The whole movie is now the fake movie, right? Mm-hmm. Almost like you're wondering Is this the movie they make? Or is this how Nicolas Cage is now interpreting things? Mm -hmm. because that's the only way he can get through it which is a much more interesting question than the way that they ultimately come about getting there um for me part of the context that like ends up i feel like we rush into the ending we rush into this epilogue where like and now he's just worked things out with his daughter i guess for the best uh but like we're not we, we don't watch change happen in him. Other than his daughter's life being at risk, we don't watch change happen in him in terms of that arc. Uh he murders a man for supposedly the first time. <laughs> I I suspect that we're meant to believe Nicolas Cage's murder man and like it's not relevant. And that's another reason why, like, that whole kidnapping section, I'm like, there's something about, like, once we hit into that beat where we're, like, deep into the kidnapping stuff, when it's him going and getting the girls and chasing the thing, and I'm like, this could be any actor. This is, this became less Nicolas Cage personal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool that it is Nicolas Cage, I'm enjoying watching this film, but but you could do the same story beats that you're doing right now, and it could be any actor doing this movie, doing this bit. And it right. lost the personal touch for what the movie had been doing up to that point and became kind of just like this action movie beat that like, I don't think connects to the first two acts as well.
1: Ben, can you bring up Maxwell's comment, please?
0: Yes, he says that um, Pedro Pascal has great chemistry with Cage.
1: Yeah, I want to highlight that. I think Pascal and Cage are very good together. Um, they're clearly having a good time, which really helps sell their relationship. um and they kind of match each other's weirdness in a way that i didn't i didn't actually think pedro pascal could yes i thought that was really good too and this
3: is a i will back off at some point this (laughs) is a this is another one of my things with the third act is like once you cross that line after after a certain point right Mm -hmm. they're not on screen together as much anymore they're not interacting as much anymore the movie's suddenly like just not doing the stuff with them anymore and and that's and he why stays behind. Behind. he stays behind
1: he stays behind with his girl even,
3: even before that like we we get him like going into the compound as sergio by himself that's not what mm-hmm. Javi. like i thought Javi was going to go in too. uh I, it, it's all just like it's so it just it just loses what's like making it sing up to that point mm. um And it's so jarring, because I think it is so good, uh, the the interactions between them, the way that they're developing, the way that they're learning things about each other, the way that ultimately, like the story you're telling, right, is Nicolas Cage is this person who doesn't have an outlet to share in the things he appreciates about what he loves. So he's like just pushing it and pushing it on his daughter when she doesn't want it. But he gets that in Javi and now that he can have that outlet somewhere with an actual like friend that he connects with on that stuff, he can now actually like learn to take in and engage with his daughter in a different way, rather than just like pushing and pushing and pushing.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and that's where I'm like, man, that, that, that is all gelling so well uh, in those first two acts. Like it's really,
1: really working. Um, yeah. The, the scene where they, um, where we think that um Pedro Pascal is the villain at that point. And then they're like, Go check in that go check in that in that house, in that room. And they've just taken acid. Um and they have the and they kind of like, if if you go in there, you'll never look at me the same way again.
3: That's that's like the exact moment I was like, This is his Nicolas Cage trophy room. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's just like just the whole like every they had the Ash from Mandy. Yes. Um, the chainsaw. But, yeah and then when he's just like when he like moves the the pillow and he's just like no and then page Mescal moves it back <laughs> yeah it's not um, creepy and then but, he
0: sees the, the statue and is like I'll give you 20,000 he's like sorry mr cage it's not for sale
1: um yeah i i like their their chemistry because you do buy when nick cage is told that like javi is the bad guy before we the reveal that's his cousin um that he's uh, he no he genuinely can't believe it and like the audience are like no that doesn't actually track with the person we've met before, we've met up until now like how is he yeah. a mass murderer and you kind of with cage at that moment yeah right but there are
0: me. there are times where you feel because like I, I i didn't peg okay so i didn't peg the twist that it was his cousin until it actually happened but the seeds of doubt were definitely sown like when when, when cage is talking to uh tiffany hash and the other guy whose name i can't remember but i recognize who he is in the cia car he's like no that's not the guy you got the wrong guy Yeah, it's an after
1: party reunion yeah
0: Mm and it's like oh no this is the guy this is the guy and then like you get the scene where they're they're shooting skeet and he has and he talks about the, the whole thing with the gun And how you have to control your breath is like, maybe he is the guy. And then you go into his Nicholas Cage trophy room. It's like, maybe he really isn't. And when it's revealed that he truly isn't, it's like, I'm kind
1: of relieved.
0: Because I I really do like Javi. I I was very
1: surprised. I was very surprised that Haddish and and her partner died. Like so very unceremoniously
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i wasn't uh too keen on that bit to be honest
1: well it's not that necessarily that was too keen it was just really shocking to me that like they don't really have a resolution like kind of going back to what you're talking about the third act they don't really get a resolution in the third act they just kind of die before it and it
3: doesn't it just doesn't it feels like a different film all of a sudden Yeah. yeah
1: Like, it just it just changed.
3: It just wasn't doing the same things it was doing with the characters. And again, like, the script is kind of acknowledging it, because when, like, they bring up the kidnapping arc, they're like, you've just changed the movie. And it's like, that's the thing for the general audiences, because you're having this character study, and then you change it into this thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it does change. Um, but, like, I think there was still a way to, like, change it and still say something about Cage's journey. And they just didn't get that step. Um, yeah. I just yeah I agree like it, it just feels it it just feels weird the yeah. way we're traveling through it and I thought maybe we were about to like get on get on track with um when he goes in his last moment with Nikki because of looking at her body
4: yeah
3: and and I was like okay so this is where like you know a, a, a mental break even if he if you come out of that moment and then he's interpreting it all as, a, as one of his movies right yeah um and he's like all of it has now changed its appearance and you've got the different actors and you've got like like that's how he's going through it and you do that all the way up to like the moment when uh lucas gets stabbed and then he comes back to reality like that Mm -hmm. that would be that would be something like i'm not saying that's the only right way to do it i'm just saying like there there were different ways to engage with the path of how we're exploring this material and it kind of just turned into I guess when the chips are down, Nicolas Cage can luck his way through some action sequences and murder some people uh, (laughs) just well enough to get to the end, which I'm like, cool. That's kind of like any beat of any action movie's third act that goes this way. And I just thought we were doing something different.
1: Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen like the, the FBI agents get a little bit. It feels unnecessary to have them because of the way they die off they're just kind it, of there
3: it i i I wonder if there's a better film that that just doesn't involve this kind of super cd plot line about like the international stuff the kidnapping all that kind of stuff and it's just like is javi dangerous and that can just be a lingering question that nicholas cage is confronting on his own
1: yeah the opening very much confused me when it, all, it starts with like, the kidnapping.
3: You you just, if you just go down to him misinterpreting, like, if he thinks Javi's potentially dangerous of his own volition, right? Yeah. Uh, But Javi just wants to make a movie with him. And Javi brings the family because he's trying to help him. But he interprets that as they're now hostages. Yeah. You can still mine so much character stuff with cage with Javi, with them having that dynamic and i don't think we need to do this kidnapping story i don't think we need to do the cia stuff and that's kind of where because of how it is in the third act i just kind of ended up like that wasn't the point of the movie yeah. you know like the point of the movie was what was happening between cage because of meeting Javi. and i think that like we just got so sidetracked by the end from that that we kind of just end up like wrapping it up, like Javi got to make a movie, yay, and he's fine. And he's with the girl and this is great. We're not even gonna show her on screen. We're just gonna move on from that. Cage (laughs) is also great with his daughter now, by the way. It's all good. Yeah. Movie done. And I'm like, man, that just doesn't feel good in comparison to everything that was leading up to it because all of that felt great. Honestly, I was,
0: uh, I was longing for so, sorry, Sparks. I was longing for more. Like during the the end credits scene, I was hoping for something. I don't I don't know what I was hoping for. I was just hoping for like a little bit more or something. Not say sequel bait. Um, just because you know how they how sometimes they do like the main title credits, and then there's that little break where you, they can put a mid credits scene, and then the scroll then the scroll happens. I was hoping for something there, but nothing happens, and I'm just like, okay, I guess that's what we're just gonna get, and. I felt wanting more, but also I do agree that third act, it does totally change the movie. Looking back on it, yeah, when Hobby says, but Nick, you're totally changing the movie, and now the movie is literally changing. It doesn't it doesn't change for the better. It's still like I do agree with what you said earlier, greatness could have been achieved. It just it was two thirds of the way there, but it just didn't quite stick the landing.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: I I love so much of I like literally all of the first two acts um everything about how we're introduced to him the the you know what fuck it i'm gonna read for you now here we go and uh (laughs) doing the the audition in front of the guy and then uh being upset with nikki on the drive which i didn't think we were gonna get something like that that soon like just getting nikki as a presence that early was cool like get out of the car nikki i don't need you (laughs) um (laughs) just all of that um uh we, we spent so much good time building him for the interpretation that we're doing the the satire on Nicolas Cage that we're doing for this film with the beats with his family with the beats with his daughter with the, you know, like the prioritizing of how he thinks about his career about how he thinks it's, it's work that he loves. But there's this like battle inside of him between like needing to be recognized for it and just mm-hmm. wanting to do it. And like he kind of can't make up his mind about which one of those things he really values more. the recognition or the work and that's like his that's his like that's his personal internal dilemma that is causing him to be bad at his relationship with his daughter which is the main plot point external dilemma yeah because he
1: says in that therapy session like this is my work that go to this is my job
3: right and I think that's all so so good and so well built. And then he you again, like, you know, he he's ready to quit acting because of where he's at with this argument with himself. And then he goes and meets Javi. And Javi like rekindles this idea of what it means to connect with those things and this passion. And he's able to see something in Javi, appreciating his work that he hasn't gotten to engage with, appreciating cinema that he hasn't gotten to engage with. Mm-hmm. Um and their whole the whole way that their their shenanigans unfold the 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 paddington two bit the um the whole paranoid lsd trip uh even the the first moment where nicholas cage decides to play with javi and goes off the cliff with him and they they start to open up with each other i thought that was really good it was really really an interesting way to open that crack open that egg on their development i didn't think that's the way it was going to go javi like forcing him to play yeah I didn't think that was a cliff. We could have died. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. all of that is just so excellent.
0: Seeing their relationship go from just like, you're high, you hired me for a job, I'm just here to do a job, to legitimate friendship. That was the the highlight of the film. Like the, the first two acts just sparks, like you keep saying, just seeing them go like Nick kind of standoffish, like when he just goes in the water or he's like, I'm quitting acting and he takes him to the cliffs and then. All the way up to the Patton two bit, like when he just turns around and just goes, I told you. Yeah. It was hilarious. It's like this is what this is great. This is what I'm here for. I want to see and but still there's that little thing dangling in the back of your head. It's like, but could he really be the bad guy? And it,
1: when Pedro Pascal saves him from drowning, <laughs> he just yeah. drops into the pool. Yes. Which is like is a bottle
0: that... of beer and just goes
3: chug. Yeah. Um, I think I think all of that all the performance stuff that they're doing is really good I do like Nicolas Cage when he does the first like bit of spy stuff and he's like yeah I just gotta go I touched my forehead <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah t- just... did you no I don't think so I'm not sure I don't think, so. I, don't think I did I'm
1: fine I did <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good bit because I saw it happen he's just like okay I just gotta I think I just touched my forehead
3: yeah. Uh, and I really liked um, Haddish using action to uh, make him respond. Yeah. And get <laughs> out. yeah, I thought that was cute. Um, I love the way that like Javi throws Javi throws facts out at him to like make him uh, make him fess up that he can do things. And it's like, you're a faster runner than me. And he's like, what's that based on National Treasure? <laughs> and he's like, that's <laughs> a stunt team. But he's like, not according to the bonus features. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: and Nicholas Cage is like damn it
1: <laughs> i really liked how much how much of, of nick cage's um media like if you look at the credits they're all they're all in there and some like there's ghostwriter merch and there's uh national treasure merch like they really went through and to get like representative representations of like everything the one yeah.
0: thing i actually do have to say because i want to say they possibly used his real name for when he's playing Nikki. they did yeah, they used Nicholas Kim Cage. I didn't know, or Nicholas Kim Coppola. Coppola. And I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't know his middle
1: name. That's was how King? he's.
3: Yeah, that's how he's credited in uh, in the credits. Nikki is separate from Nicholas Cage and credited by his real name.
1: Yeah, I, I thought, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I thought that was a, a neat little tidbit where it's it's not just like Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage. It's like no, this is Nicholas Kim Coppola. It's like you know why uh, his name is Nicholas interesting. Cage? Well, interesting. Yeah, to, because his uncle is Francis Ford Coppola, so he
1: he changed it. It it is, but do you know why it's Cage? No, I do not. His favorite comic book character is Luke Cage.
0: You know what? I should have known that because he did a Wired interview and he
3: said that Luke, that Luke Cage is his favorite, so that's why he changed it. All right. Um, Mag brought up it's like my name is Bruce, but very different, and and that's uh, true. Yeah. Um, there are some. There's definitely like it's playing in that vein. There's some man who knew too little because of the spy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I just, I, I, there was a great, there's a great movie here, and I'm coming away with pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, I'm happy to have pretty good. I enjoyed so much. I was laughing so hard at so many moments of this movie. Um, I was just going crazy. Like, the whole bit where Nick, Nicky pulls Nicholas Cajun for a kiss, he's like, yeah, Nicky kisses real good. <laughs> like, holy <laughs> shit. You tell everybody, everybody wants a Nicky kiss, which <laughs> is good. Yeah, that that was something. Um, what did that look like? What did that look like way, from the outside? The way he, the way he like pulls Nikki in, like, it's like <laughs> really, really just going for it. It says a lot. I, I, mm-hmm. I, really, really enjoy it. I think there's a lot, a lot of good stuff. I just, uh, I think that the, the kidnapping CIA stuff, CIA stuff, I think was just ultimately not necessary, and I think it, it ended up just yeah. distracting from, from what the story was there isn't yeah, even really um
0: i would have liked to see some sort of interaction between him and the in the first girl because she was watching con air and then when she mm-hmm. sees nicholas cage who's actually wrestling her and she's like oh my god like the birth of a new nick cage super fan sure but then there's just nothing besides her realizing well, she even
1: that, says she says in the beginning nick cage rules yeah yeah or just i don't know i i there is a lot
0: in that third act that I wish there was different. A lot of the ending I wish there was different. But at the same time, those first those first two acts, I mean they don't completely outweigh the third one, but they but they do give us like this is worth a watch, even though if the third act kind of does go you want to make a right, but the movie says, nah, we're making a left.
3: I think it's I think it's like outside of no, I'm gonna say even even with the bit where he plays Sergio, like it's it's just not even like an interesting bit of him playing Sergio, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh I get what they were going for there, but it's just it's just like everything just feels very standard. I think the one thing that I really like in that in that whole section is where he uh is asked, Do you have any last words? and he just throws that entire read he gave from the beginning of the movie at him yeah. that just like confuses him and throws him off and I'm like, well that felt that felt like Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. But that's like the one moment where he shines through in a third act that mostly makes it like very, very, very standard action movie kind of beat to me. Sure. Like this is this this is just as easily Liam Neeson and Taken. Like I don't there's not a lot that we're doing different in story here. Nicholas um, Cage wishes he was Liam Neeson. But you get what I mean there. I don't actually mean that. Um <laughs> I, I I think it I do think it's visually very cool when we do change to like the the Hollywood movie uh, yeah. and like the embassy is suddenly like architecturally more beautiful with more American flags prominent mm-hmm. and the Jeep is more militarized automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even the same. like I, I thought that was very cool. I was like, yeah, I, I, I could see a version where maybe we did this for longer and so the action moviness of it felt more heightened and and, and silly because of that. Mm-hmm. um but it just like it creates this weird energy around like if that's the that's the hollywood movie that bit we see right at the end then the stuff we just saw before is the reality and in the reality we didn't see nicholas cage reckon with murdering people we didn't see nicholas cage uh make the change in who he is in relation to what's been going on with him. We barely see anything happen with him and Javi uh, before it's just the epilogue, which is a good Mm -hmm. epilogue, um, but doesn't feel totally earned by the merits of what was leading up to it. Right. It's a good point. Um, I'm trying to think of like some of the other juicy, I really love that the guys that they're paranoid about, are just somehow sitting in the new location <laughs> after they've traveled far away. They're just suddenly there, and that's, <laughs> I and mean, are they? Completely... Who knows? They're probably not.
1: It, it was completely incidental too, because look confused, like, why are they running away again? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I, I, I had a good time with this movie. Um, I agree with you though, uh, a lot of what you said. Yeah. So,
3: I had, a, I had a really great time watching it I think it's a lot of fun I, I, I'd rather have it than not have it I think Nicholas Cage is, has a, a
1: really f- Just
3: great energy And Pedro Pascal keeps up with him beat for beat um, yeah. Couldn't couldn't have Picked two better people for like what those First two acts are doing um, Just really really enjoyable uh, Yeah It's just you know I wanted, I wanted it to be just a little bit more sure. yeah. but- I wanted just a little bit more Meat on that bone yeah. Uh, I don't...
0: Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. Um, I I thought you guys were done. Uh, Mag is saying he's curious with the bodyguard movie where he plays uh, the Secret Service agent. You know the movie. Guarding, guarding tests. Guarding tests, Okay.
3: Yeah. Ooh. Um, uh, why don't we read it? Uh, yeah. Um, I gotta think about it for a second. Ben, you want to go?
0: Ben. Oh, uh, sure. I'll go. I'll give it a seven point five. Uh, I know that's. I know that's kind of a little bit. I mean it's not as bad as a six or five of course but i would still say this is a very fun enjoyable movie but it does the third act does weigh it down quite a bit and i still think it's a good time it's still a good movie to me it's still a very fun movie if you're a huge nick Cage fan Nick, nick cage fan you're gonna go see it but even one thing i will say when i was leaving the theater and i was thinking about it i was like i don't think i have a favorite nick cage movie Unless National Treasure, but that's about it.
1: <laughs> Family Man's pretty good.
3: Boy, I don't seem to have to really. I'd have to really think on that one. Uh, have you think, ever well, seen
1: Family Man Sparks? I'm not even going to pretend to ask Ben.
3: Yeah, I've seen Family Man. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good one.
1: Um, Ghost Rider, obviously, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I forgot about Ghost Rider. I was thinking. I'll like, never forget about Ghost Rider.
3: It's knocking at the door.
1: <laughs> His performance in the second one is so good. It's very good. I kind of want to watch it again after watching this movie. Yeah,
0: But one huge, huge tip of the hat and kudos to Nick Cage because he is delivering all those jokes great. Like the bit at the very end of the movie with his belt buckle where the, his dresser wanted to wear a bumblebee. And he's like, no, not the bees, not the bees. Mm-hmm.
3: Not not for nothing, Pedro Pascal is pulling his weight here too oh, really totally well when, when he's allowed to. Yeah. Um, like he's showing up, he's doing the work for sure uh right. so that shot seven... where that shot where cage looks over at him when they're on LSD and he's driving the car he's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
1: big smile okay so yeah. ben you said 7.5 just to remind the audience yeah 7.5 um, sparks
3: i'm going to go 8 cuz like eight. there there is there is so much good in this movie i just like i expand on it's also like frankly like if the third act had been perfect, I would just be here saying like, what, what an incredible movie. And I'd just be saying that over and over again. Um, And like, it's not a movie where there's a a whole lot to, to tear apart at. Um, It, it, it it just, I can't, I can't say it's any more succinctly than like this, this should have been a great movie. And I feel like we were so close Um, because there's so much interesting material here and they're having such a good time making it and displaying it. And I just really wonder what a version that didn't do the kidnapping story would have been. Yeah. Cause I just, I just am fully convinced that you could have done something where he's just suspicious of, of, of Javi potentially just being dangerous for him. And then later for him, his family and then yeah. just run with that. And then like, it's actually fine and it's all just a misunderstanding of circumstances, but the character stuff that's been unraveled on the way is what's interesting. So yeah, I give it an eight. I think there's a lot of cool stuff in it.
1: Before I give him mine, can you bring up Mag's thing? Because uh, he's right. The Rock, Con Air, and Face Off are all three great Nicolas Cage movies.
0: I need to rewatch Con Air. It's been a long time. Never seen The Rock or Face Off. But also, I'm going to put up Mag's Rain if you don't mind. I'm
1: actually really surprised you haven't seen Face Off.
0: That's what Drunk to Vol- I'm not. Is vocal, right?
1: I don't know why that one surprises me. Because, like, I guess maybe I'm surprised you haven't seen The Rock.
0: I'm surprised he these hasn't. movies.
3: To be honest with you, I'm surprised he hasn't seen Con Air of the three.
0: No, I have seen Connor. I just need to rewatch oh, okay.
3: it. I thought you said you hadn't long. seen any of them.
0: No, no, it's been a very long time. But anyways. No, then see,
3: Ben Ben's on brand to me. Oh, okay.
0: Anyways, Matt gives the movie an eight.
1: Um it's very, the rock's great. Okay, sorry. Um, I'll probably give it a 7.5. It kind of feels like mostly just vibes for me. I just kind of mm-hmm. digging being with this, being with this actor for about two hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, still, still a good time in the movie theaters. Alright, so guys, next week we are going to be talking about Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Sometimes. That's sometimes. the new one that is uh, going to be on Disney Plus this week. Um, so. Next week,
3: Ben will be our expert on Rescue Rangers. He'll reference all the things that come up from the show in the new movie because he's going to watch the whole show over the next week. So thank you, Ben, for doing that work in advance.
1: I appreciate you, buddy. Um, I quit. <laughs> it's just like this is the last draw this many, watching so the rescue yeah. rangers you um,
0: I mean, just love watching rescue just watching
1: rangers. watching the rescue rangers i don't know why this
0: is it but this is no and, okay you know it's not to say that i don't like the rescue rangers i loved the rescue rangers when i was a kid but at the same time it's one of those shows that's like hey that's a good nostalgia
1: trap All the, but ben, i don't want to go back I'm to it you. ben i'm stopping you because all those toon disney shows they hold up they're good for all of it, all ages Okay. Yeah, because it came out around the, the same time as Darkwing Duck. Sixty-five episodes, Ben. You can watch sixty-five episodes this week. Thirty minutes each. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Let's do it. That's only what two hundred something hours, three hundred something hours. Um. Okay. Hey guys. Thank you. Good night. Mag says good night. Actually, no, he doesn't. He says catch you later. Stay safe, stay safe gang. You too, sir. You too, bud. Um. Thank you for all that. G I'm tired. Um, <laughs> check out our other shows on this channel, guys. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel. Uh, you can check out Fickner's Watch, which puts up a bunch of th- a bunch of shows. Um, our li- last episode of Moon Knight is out, so that's the entire series of Moon Knight. You can check out some other Marvel stuff as well. Starter Picard just finished, and Star Trek Strange New Worlds has begun. So stay tuned for all of that um maybe hopefully our schedules will line up the sparks will be on a strange new worlds
3: don't count on it
1: <laughs> <laughs> i hope i can get you on for at least one i'd love to talk to you about it in more in depth <laughs> you know what'll happen it'll be the one episode i i have i'm like
3: i actually have some negatives about this one and it'll be like jesus christ <laughs> <laughs>
1: um that's totally gonna be it so check out all those pictures watch shows um, you can also check out some of our other shows, such as Basement Arcade, Basement Arcade Pause Menu, Fakner Book Club, and Animation Station. Uh, all of which you can find on this channel. if Again, like this video, subscribe to this channel. Check out our Patreon or TeePublic Public if you'd like to support us financially. We greatly appreciate it. You can find all these all these links on our website at www.fakenerdpodcast.com you Can also there are also links below. Um, yeah. Thank you, everyone who listens. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you, everyone who watches the live show and the rewind for later. Um, guys, like I said up top, you know, send us some questions. Our sixth anniversary is coming up. We want to answer some questions from you guys. Whatever you got. Anything. Whatever you got. Email us. You want to know at-
3: my opinion on Sex in the City? I will come up with one for you.
1: <laughs> I'll I'll come up for I'll come up for it for you is our slogan yes, for exactly. the show.
3: I will come up with an answer.
1: Um, I will come up I'm ready to get down <laughs> how, are you spelling, how are you spelling a certain word? Oh, C-U-M um, Yeah, I'd have no chill it's, um, This is a okay. very
3: blue episode
1: Yeah Okay, check out uh, Again, email us at Ficknerpodcast at gmail.com um, Yeah, you can check Send us your questions there Or you can send us uh, I did this wrong Thank you to Jimmy Velucci for our, oh my god, uh, what's happening? We're completely thrown into chaos.
0: The LSD's you, wearing off. You Brandon are
3: completely that. thrown
1: into chaos. <laughs> just pulling Ben and
3: I along, quietly, aimlessly. Ben and I are just like, what's happening? <laughs> oh,
1: no. oh, what's wrong with me? Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci. We love you, buddy. Uh, He did all of our music for this whole episode. All you heard tonight, all you'll hear on other shows, he did all that. You can find his Instagram at Jeremy Vellucci keyboards. You can find his podcast on iTunes, facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official or Instagram at subrock podcast. I feel like this is supposed to be later. Um, Find us. You can also check out Mike Matola. does a couple of our logos, some, um, collaborations. Uh you can check him out at Mike Matola on Instagram and TikTok. Like I said up top, <laughs> you can email us, send us some questions. Um Fake Nerd podcast and all the social media, fakerguys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm a BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter, Ben.
0: You can find me constantly screaming into the void on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at BenMagnet27. Also, I write for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and GoNintendo.com, which, if you don't remember, my newest article for GoNintendo about New Super Mario Bros. 16th anniversary is down in the description below. And also, I try to stream on Twitch, on a Tuesday and a Saturday mornings at two o'clock in the morning Pacific Standard Time, at Twitch.tv/slash BenMagnet27. BT Dubs the B and the M are capitalized just to let you
1: know. I also write things I forgot to say, but I won't mention them all now. Sparks.
3: Uh, Brandon writes at Screen Rant you can check out a lot of his stuff there um, just in general go to his Twitter if you want to check out some of his writings I'll plug his stuff if he's not willing to um, Atomic Geekdom where he's writing his Infinity Saga Countdown you should check that out uh, uh, you can find me oh probably watching more anime at Sparks on Instagram and Twitter S P A R K Z Witty and you can find Ryan at DJ Tony Snark on most things uh, that's Tony Snark not Tony Stark uh, 616 um and on Instagram specifically and you can catch him uh doing
1: some more Batman telltale streaming. I really like how you're talking into the mic. Sounds so sexy. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, now we really should leave. <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and podcast and Pandora. Great review wherever you get us. Greatly appreciate it. Like this video. Subscribe to our channel. Until next time we see you guys. I'm about to give you a Nicky kiss. Stay fake nerds. <laughs>